Welcome to launching the pilot with your hosts, Brian and Paul. Hello, and welcome to launching the pilot episode 180. Season 80. Good God. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I should got 180. <laughs> and all our foreign friends would have recognised that instantly yeah, yeah, yeah. as what are they on about? Bullseye. <laughs> Bit of bully. Yeah. And here's what you've won. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. So you're landlocked. Have a speedboat. <laughs> <laughs> you get your dustbins emptied. <laughs> Speaking of dustbins, it's three, two, one. <laughs> So this time we're doing the Simpsons. Simpsons. I don't know if anyone's heard of this. Possibly the most famous cartoon <laughs> or TV cartoon of all time. Yeah. Uh, well, this in is, our time anyway. This is 1989 till present. I, I didn't even bother with facts because I thought you'll know everything about the Simpsons. So all I got, Christmas special. Yeah, it is a Christmas special. <laughs> and so far I think they're up to 663 episodes. Uh. Um, I'll, I'll wait until they get to <laughs> a bit later. They've just finished season 30 and have been commissioned for two more seasons. It's nearly as much as our podcast. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no one commissions us. They pay us to stop. And this one was a, a uh, Christmas special. Yeah. Simpsons roasting on an open fire. And this wasn't supposed to be the pilot. Oh. But due to glitches and problems with the animation and them damn Koreans can't trust them to do anything right can no. you <laughs> this ended up as being the first one that was coming out so they pushed it as the first oh, one the pilot. but it was like the eighth one written so oh we've had this before but yeah yeah and of course the originally it started out as the Tracy Ullman show five Shots. minutes yeah. if that yeah there's about 18 or 20 of them I can't even remember yeah I think he appeared a couple of times throughout the show doesn't it Once I've never remember. watched it I, was, I remember us watching it because it was Tracy Ullman uh, <laughs> and it is boy it's it's really crude <laughs> it's, it's, the, the well, Tracy Ullman <laughs> yeah the, the drawings were very uh, iffy no, to me Tracy Ullman is three of a kind you know her uh, Lenny Henry and the other guy oh uh, David Copper David Be uh, Beadle Jeremy Beadle no <laughs> Jeremy Beadle was three of a kind no no he wasn't oh no the other one oh yes 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 I'm sure it's David Copper or something like that. Yeah, I remember the one I you mean. should Google it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember the one. Three of a kind. That was, that was entertainment. Oh, that was... yes. It was slow that day. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and back to the lesser programs of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. We've diversed. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to do that a lot on this one. Yeah, probably. Well, we've got kids singing. Got... Starts with, yeah. It's a school pageant. Yeah, yeah. They, they... I've got five kids. I know how this feels. <laughs> and it feels <laughs> like this. They've yeah. got this... It's correct. Yeah, <laughs> Homer and Marge and Lisa turn up. No, Lisa's. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, Maggie. Maggie, they, she's in the, the snowsuit. The, yeah, they, they turn up a bit late. Because so it's snowing, it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Pardon me, George, pardon me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you're yeah, yeah, I yeah. see they dragged you out too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They sit down and they come on, don't you? And Marge says, oh, this is Lisa's class. And uh, they, they, they're supposed to. In their interpretation of Christmas throughout the world. Throughout the world, yeah. Uh, is it Ralph appears, doesn't he? Ralph? I think it's an early version of Ralph. Yeah. yeah. I forget which one he's trying. But he's got eyes in the back of his head. Yes, that's right. Is it a Chinese one he's I trying to I think it is, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, there's another one that comes out and does another one. I mean, Lisa comes out doing the South Seas. Yeah, South Seas, like Polynesian fire dance. Yeah. yeah. And it's real fire. Yeah. <laughs> She's juggling it. And then, yeah. like, the, then it's the chorus, doesn't we? Get it, and they're all singing, and Marge says, Oh, this is Bart. Oh, yeah, this is it's Bart. It's got a voice like an angel. Yeah. And it zooms in on Bart, and yeah. Bart's not actually singing the same words. Jingle to the rest. bells, yeah. Yeah. Is it Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, yeah, Robin That's what he's doing. Yeah. 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 Do you know the Simpsons got got credit for creating that, but yeah, you know, we know it's, it was on oh, the playground long oh, before the God, Simpsons. Yeah, we used to sing that as yeah. school kids. Yeah. Or oh, back in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> that was the original lyrics. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, favorites with a melody uh, medley of holiday favorites. Dancing through the snow in one horse open sleigh, o'er the fields we go. because he's a bird. Oh, that's it, yeah, Robin laid an egg, yeah, and Batman ran away. The Batcar blew a wheel and the Joker got away. Yeah, hey. something like that, yeah. yeah. It's not the words we used, but yeah. <laughs> similar. Yeah, similar. <laughs> and of course, Bob gets dragged out of the league because yeah. he's singing the wrong words. Uh, Cut scene, they're Cut all scene back at home. home. Yeah, yeah, and Marge is writing a letter. They're writing a letter, yeah, and she's saying, oh, it's been a wonderful year. Yeah. Uh, Lisa's done really well at this. Maggie's now starting to walk on her own. Yeah. Probably falls over. Yeah, yeah. And Bart. We love Bart. Yeah, we love Bart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she says that, um, that they lost Snowball 1. Oh, that's right. And yeah. now they've got Snowball 2. <laughs> yes, who wasn't quite the same as Snowball, Snowball 1, is it? It's a bit more. <laughs> Dear friends of the Simpson family, we had some sadness and some gladness this year. First, the sadness. Our little cat Snowball was unexpectedly run over and went to kitty heaven. But we bought a new little cat, Snowball too. So I guess life goes on. Speaking of life going on, Grandpa is still with us, feisty as ever. Maggie is walking by herself. Lisa got straight A's. And Bart, well, we love Bart. The magic of the season has touched us all. Marge, haven't you finished that stupid letter yet? Homer sends his love. Happy holidays. Marge. The Simpsons. Marge. Marge says to the, the kids, oh, if you give me your Christmas lists, I'll post them on Santa. Yes. And Bart goes, there's only one fat guy around here giving us presents. Yeah. And it ain't Santa. Yeah. Bart. <laughs> and Lisa's got... A oh, pony. Yeah. About six times. Yeah. Down. Went, Lisa, you've asked for this for the last three years, I was like, she was, I've always wanted a pony, though. Well, we're off to see how the jar's doing. Yeah. And I think Homer's like, ooh, the Christmas jar, yeah. Well, we got Bart wants a tattoo. Oh, yeah, Bart wants a tattoo. Uh, Homer's going, if you want a tattoo, you have to pay for it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, it's the phone. The rings. phone rings, yeah. Homer answers the phone, and no one answers. Well, Hello? Uh, yeah. Hello? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> is, is Marge there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Marge there. It's Marge there. <laughs> it's Marge there. And it's Patty Allselmer. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. And he, he's, he said, is this, is this uh, Marge's sister? Yeah. It's Marge there. Yeah. Is this, is this Marge's Patty Allselmer? Yeah. No, yeah. It's Marge there. <laughs> yeah. He goes, yeah, Marge's sister. <laughs> sister yeah. yeah. And they have this chat. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. The, 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 Homer's sorting out all the lights and stuff, isn't he? And, yes, and yeah, he's outside, yeah. <laughs> and they all go out to watch him put the lights on. 
Yes, yeah, he, he's like, yeah, go on, go for it, Marge. And it's a big countdown, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Five, four, three, two. And it, she puts it in and it's like, pop. <laughs> and there's yeah. just one light left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They all come on for a second, <laughs> don't yeah. they? And it, just, yeah. yeah, there's one light left. And then next door, Flanders, Flanders is doing the same. Yeah. And he lights up and he's got Santa's Santa. on it and everything ho, else. Ho, ho yeah. in the lights and everything. Yeah. And the kids are like, oh, yeah. a bit disappointed. Yeah, and uh, as you said, Marge has her money jar that she's been yeah. saving over. But he doesn't know where it is. Where he said, what hiding place could it be in? Uh, it's in her hair. It is in her hair. Yeah. <laughs> so they all go to the mall. Yeah, they do. Well, apart from Homer, he gets to go to work. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They all decide to go. They're going up to the mall. Parking, parking lot ZZ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not even sure it's in the same county. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bart goes and gets his tattoo. Yeah, he goes in, he goes, oh, how old are you? He's 21. Okay, get up. Get yeah. a chair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think Marge. Marge and Ma Maggie and Lisa are just wandering around in some yeah, store or something. But they catch him, don't they? Yes, yeah. At the same point, Homer's now got a staff meeting or something, isn't yes. it? And Mr. Burns wants to... Well, they get a Tannoy announcement saying, yeah. please keep working during the next Tannoy announcement. Yeah. And Homer's there with the donuts. With the they? donuts. In fact, everyone's and sitting there. They all come around. Because he's walking past the reactor lights. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, right. They're all normal, apart from oh, one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> she just goes... Yeah. <laughs> it just ticks it. <laughs> and apparently, they've managed to save some cost-cutting. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, they've had to increase the price to the consumer, no. uh, but it doesn't I mean all the executives will still get their bonus and pay rises. Yeah, and they're all like, Ooh. but the, the menial workers, no, uh, no, no Christmas bonus no Christmas for you. Christmas bonus this year. Have a nice Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Attention, all personnel. Please keep working during the following announcement. And now, our boss and friend, Mr. Burns. Hello. I'm proud to announce that we've been able to increase safety here at the plant without increasing the cost to the consumer or affecting management pay raises. However, for you semi-skilled workers, there will be no Christmas bonuses. Oh, oh and one more thing. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Oh, thank God for the big jar. Now, Marge obviously has grabbed Bart. Yeah. Because he's got... Uh, he wants mum, doesn't he? Yeah. What's a heart? Is it in my heart with mum in it? Heart, yeah, of a mum. Yeah, because he says, oh, that'd be the perfect present. You'll love this mum. Yeah. yeah, and he has, he has a little imagination of his mum saying, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That looks so nice and it makes you look so tough. <laughs> yeah. So he's got, is it M-O-T-H? That's right, yeah. I know it wasn't finished. No. Yeah, mother. Yeah, it wasn't. It was moth. It was moth. It? Yeah. yeah. She pulls him off the chair. Yeah, so he's got to have it removed. How do you remove it? With lasers. Of course you do. Obviously, I don't know, isn't it? I like it when the guy's got him strapped to the table. It's like a Bond scene, isn't it? Yes. With this massive laser. Yeah, yeah, he goes, try not to move too much. Don't get it in your eye or your groin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... But that's all the money. That's all the money. And he gone. wants the money up front, this doctor. Yeah. That's professional. Ooh. In cash and up front, he says... Fair, fair play, fair I'm play. Sure. How, why? <laughs> it sounds a bit shoddy, that. <laughs> And of course, you got uh, Maggie and Lisa just poking Bart's arm. Oh, yes. And he's yes. like, quit it, quit it, quit it. Quit it. <laughs> so Homer comes, comes in, yeah, and he looks at it, he goes, Oh, what's that? Quit, quit it. it. 
and then explain that to use all the money. Well, yeah, yeah. But Homer doesn't want to tell him that he hasn't got the bonus. No, for some he? reason, yeah. yeah. He won't tell Marge anything. And she says, we just have to scratch your bonus a little yeah. bit further this and year. And he's like, yeah. A cut scene. Yeah. Um, Homer's now uh, uh, Moe's. Well, they're in bed together at one point. Uh, it's not at Moe's. Because <laughs> Marge says, I keep asking for the Christmas bonus, but you won't give it to me. He's, he's going, well, something I want to tell you is, let me do all the shopping. Yes, that's right. Because <laughs> yeah. then he cuts the black and you can see his smile with his eyes still in the dark. Yeah. But then, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's cuts to Moe's. No, he, he goes to oh, the... Oh, this where he goes shopping? He goes shopping. Oh, I've watched it, but I didn't put it... <laughs> well, he goes to the... Uh, five dollars and under. Yeah, five dollars and under, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he picks up various crap. <laughs> and a, a, a chew toy for Maggie. He says, all right, she can't read. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you know, they're quality items. <laughs> yeah. in, my, in my job, they're quality <laughs> items. <laughs> That's your Christmas bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dream of a chew toy. Marge, let's see. Ooh, look! Pantyhose. Practical and alluring. A six pack. Oh, only $4.99. Ooh, that's a paper. I bet Bart can think of a million things to do with these. That just leaves little Maggie. Oh, look, a little squeak toy. It says it's for dogs, but she can't read. Now he's at most. Now he's at, yeah, we can, he can be at most now. Yeah. How, he affords, how he affords to have drink, I don't know, but yeah, yeah he's there. And, and Barney turns up. Yes. And Barney's saying, he's in a Santa's outfit, isn't he? He, is. he goes, oh, this is an easy job, Homer. You've just got to go down, pretend you're like kids. But they just won't take anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barney is a drunk. Yeah. 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 yeah, you just got to pretend you're like kids. Drinks all around! What with a crazy get-up, Barn? I got me a part-time job working as a Santa down at the mall. Wow, can I do that? But I don't know, they're pretty selective. <laughs> do you like children? What do you mean? All the time? Even when they're nuts? Hmm. I certainly do. Welcome aboard, Simpson. Pending your successful completion of our training program, that is. Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! What is it now, Simpson? Uh, when do we get paid? Not a dime till Christmas Eve. Now, from the top. Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! So, Homer's now at Santa Training School. Yes, he is. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. I like the way they've written on the chalkboard at the back. Yes, yeah. In case you forget the words. Ho, ho, ho. I think the teacher picks on Homer, doesn't he? He says, come on, now say it. And he's like... Ho. <laughs> They're all doing her ho ho. ho. I like it because Omaha asks a question. He says, uh, When do we get paid? Not until Christmas Eve. Yeah. Then it's all a um, ho, 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 after that. <laughs> yeah, and they do a little bit of role playing, don't they? Yeah, yeah, it calls him out, doesn't he? He's, wants to sit on his knee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the teacher of the class. He sits yeah. with his He says, You're not the real Santa. He goes, Why are you little? He goes, No, no. Look yeah. <laughs> at <of> the training. <laughs> So if that gets asked, just say you're one of Santa's helpers. Yes. But they'll pass. <laughs> yeah, they'll pass. Uh, Selma and Thelma are now. Yeah, uh, Paddy. Paddy. Oh, it's Paddy. Is it Paddy? Paddy. Paddy and Selma. Is it Paddy? I always yeah. thought Selma and Thelma. Selma and Thelma. Well, you thought wrong then, didn't you? Well, probably. <laughs> I quite often think wrong. Yeah, I've I'm been not. told not to think uh, at no. all. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told many a time, don't think. That's why you have to have a pause between each word you say. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> 
can't read the cue card all the time. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the sisters are there. Yeah. And they're all over the kids, aren't they? And the kids run away. Homer, yeah, 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 yeah. you're back. He goes, what's wrong? Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. And he, and he goes, Merry Christmas. He goes, oh, I'm going to, yeah, Merry Christmas. I'm going to get the tree. No, because they say it doesn't look very festive in here. Where's your tree? He goes, I'm just going to get it now. Yeah, well, anything to avoid there. Yeah. Yeah. The kids are like, can we come? He goes, no. no. <laughs> so like, it goes from the, uh, past the $75 trees, yes. $60 trees, yeah. 45 yeah. Slightly irregular Christmas tree. <laughs> Still keeps going. Still, yeah. Still keeps going. And all you hear then, you, you see a wood and you hear the this <laughs> tree come down. And the barking. Yeah. Wait, get off my <laughs> And it's gunshot. <laughs> and he's now back home. Yeah. And the, the, the sisters are looking at him, why's he got a bird box in it? Yeah. Ornament. <laughs> <laughs> now we're at the bowl. Yeah. And uh Homer's being Santa there, and you've got a uh, Millhouse um, Bart and there, and Bart's saying, I, I dare you to go and sit on his knee, and Millhouse goes, I dare you to pull it off his beard. Yeah. He goes, touche. <laughs> yeah, so... I think like... Uh, <laughs> oh no, there's, there's, there's previous pictures of kids it's sitting on his lap, yeah, yeah. and one of them's got a donut. Yeah, he eats it. He's like, <laughs> the picture is that Homer eating yeah. the donut. Because I, I had to skip lunch. Yeah. And then one of the kids as she's walked away says, I'm sorry to hear about Mrs. Santa's sisters. I hope they go home soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for letting me up alone on you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> so Bart sits on yeah. Santa's lap. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want for Christmas sort of thing, isn't it? And he, he does, he yanks beard. beard. And then, like, he realizes, little, yeah. then he realizes. He realizes. Okay. And that's the photo again as Bart's pulling it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. And this guy, Homer says, I need to talk to you in my workshop. <laughs> yeah. Homer explains <laughs> all about the lack of money. He didn't get the bonus. And, yeah. And, and Bart says, you must really love us to sink this slow. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Christmas Eve, so they go get his paycheck. Goes off, yeah, he goes, gets his paycheck, paycheck, and he's got it, he's brilliant, he's $120. Yeah. And it's $13. Dollars, yeah. And she went, well, how was that? He goes, well, it's tax, insurance, Christmas club. Yeah. <laughs> S- Santa suit vendor. Yeah, hiring of the Santa suit. Yeah. And, and the lesson. Yeah. <laughs> the Santa lessons. Yeah. It's all of $13. Mm. Now, Barney is happy. Yeah, woohoo, $13. Yeah. He goes, he's going to double on. his money. Yeah, we're gonna go, I'm going to go down the dogs. I know a, a cert number four, isn't it? Well, it is. Whirlwind. Number eight. Whirlwind. Yeah, Whirlwind. Yeah. Number six, so I've got it. Six, six. six. Yes. yeah, it is. Yeah, I've got to double my money. Yeah. Whirlwind, number six. So, Homer and uh, Bart, they, they go yeah. to the dogs with yeah. him. And they're looking at it, and they say, oh, whirlwind, whirlwind. And they oh, I don't know, should we do this? And they said, oh, we've got a scratch cut coming through, haven't we? And yeah. uh, whatever dog's been pulled out. Yeah. We've now got Santa's little helper. And they're like, well, that's, that's, that's not a, sign. a Christmas sign, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. a sign. So they go see the bookie. It's like, no, is it 99 to 99 1? 99 to 1. <laughs> uh, whirlwind is 10 to 1. <laughs> yeah, so they decide to go for Santa's little helper. Yeah. So we have a cutscene back to the house. Yeah. We have happy little elves on TV. Yes. Um, and and uh, I've got um, the yeah. sisters are, 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 are putting Homer down. Yeah, trashing Homer. Yeah. And Lisa yeah. says, well, he's the, my uh, only uh, father figure. Yes, he's my role model, yeah, yeah. I look up to him, so the, the fact that you're trashing him is destroying my uh, role model, and in fact that makes that you've 
destroying yeah. my dreams yeah. and hopes and yeah. yeah and as I'm only a little child yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. this will scar me for life or so. yeah nine o'clock where is Homer anyway it's so typical of the big doofus to spoil it all what Aunt Patty no nothing dear I'm just trashing your father well I wish you wouldn't because aside from the fact that he has the same frailties as all human beings he's the only father I have Therefore, he is my model of manhood, and my estimation of him will govern the prospects of my adult relationships. So I hope you bear in mind that any knock at him is a knock at me, and I am far too young to defend myself against such onslaughts. Mm-hmm. Go watch your cartoon show, dear. So, race time. Back at the race, yeah. And... They're off. They're off. They're off. And this goes on for some while before you get the mention of and Santa's little help. And Bart says, it's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. We just have to hang on and wait. Yeah. It's going to come in eventually. Yeah, yeah. Well, wind wins. Yeah. And Homer says, I'm not leaving the track until our dog finishes. Then he gives up. Yeah, let's go, let's go. And they're in the car park. Yeah. And you can hear a voice, can't they? They can hear a voice. Well, uh, Barney drives past oh, his yeah, car Bar- yeah. with a gal. With a gal. <laughs> Big car, yeah. It was 10 to 1, so $13, it would be what? 130. 130, yeah. 130. Plus he's 13 back. I don't know if Americans do that. But we'll no. say 133 yeah. at yeah. most. But he's got a car, <laughs> fast girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's going all right, Albie. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they hear the owner shouting at the dog, yeah, this is the last time you, you ever... You come last. You come last. <laughs> and... The dog's now running toward yeah. Homer and Bart, isn't he? Yeah. And he jumps and into Homer's arms. Yeah. And he sort of licks him or something. And, and Bart's saying, lick... Bart say, can we keep him? Can we keep him? Yeah. No, this dog's a loser. He's no good. Yeah, yeah. He's a Simpson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's a Simpson. <laughs> yeah. So. Scram! Get lost! You came in last for the last time! Look, Dad, it's Santa's little helper. And don't come back! Oh, no, you don't. No, no. Get away from me. Uh-uh. Oh, can we keep him, Dad, please? But he's a loser. He's pathetic. He's... A Simpson. He goes home. Yeah. Uh, he confronts the family. He says that I've lost the bonus. Yeah, I've never had a bonus. But before he can get it all out, really... Bart says, look what we got. Yeah. It's a dog and Marge's happy. Oh, it's yeah. like all the family can love. And yeah. And it's, uh, you know, what's his name? Oh, it's Santa's little helper. helper. Oh, yeah. brilliant, yeah. Well, Homer says, number eight first. What's his name, number eight? I mean, Santa's yeah. little helper. Yeah. And and then it ends... With them singing carols? Yes, things. again, though, they're changing Sing the words. words. There are a few change words. Yeah. Lisa even joins in changing the words. Yes, she does. Little. Ah, ah, ah. 
Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. And then it ends with the famous Grace bit at the end with the shh. shh. Yep. And that's it. That's the first episode of ever it of was. the full Simpsons. Yes, the full. Not the shorts. Not the shorts. <laughs> so, what did you think? It's hard to uh, judge it, isn't it? Knowing that it's done about <laughs> 30 seasons. They've done alright. Yeah, I think there's still room. Yeah. Improvement, you think? Well, I'm not sure how they could improve on the original. <laughs> Many may say they've gone downhill since. Yeah. I suppose it's hard to remember. This was the only episode in the, the 80s. Because it really? was 90s. Because oh. it's Christmas special. Right, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, it's hard to remember television back then, but it was a lot of. It's always hope, isn't there? There's always oh, the God, yeah. miracle and everything comes right in the end. And, yes. And this was the one where. Oh, no. No. It's not that way. No. Obviously, uh, the drawings are crude. They're a little bit cruder than they're, we're they're used to. They're better than what the Tracy Ullman version was. Oh, but, yeah. But they are not as we know them today. I think they say not on model. Yeah. Uh, the characters, obviously, Barney. It's there, but yeah. it's not quite there. Because he's got yellow hair, like the rest yeah. of like the Simpsons, and that's. Only the Simpsons have the yellow hair, apparently. Well, apart from Marge. Yeah, and, and Moe's slightly off, and Moe's tavern looks weird. Yeah, yeah. He, he, did we see Mr. Burns? I think yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. When he gives that bonus, yeah. 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 And, and a Smithers is there. Yeah. But Smithers goes through a few changes before the yeah. other one. This is the point, is They've all went through changes. Yeah. It's only Bar it's only the Simpsons themselves that didn't. Yeah, and uh, I think Homer's voice is a little bit different, isn't it? Yeah. And apparently, yes. this isn't this wasn't the regular guy who did uh, Mr. Burns either. So it's a totally different Mr. Burns. Oh, but you would can't I couldn't tell. No, I wouldn't on known. the voice. I thought, oh, that's him. <laughs> so. Yes, yeah. It was. It's like yeah, the Simpsons were actually drawn. They never really change. It's the voice that does change slightly. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the language sort of changes slightly. So, 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 would you say you are a Simpsons fan? Or? Uh, if it's on, would you watch it? I haven't watched The Simpsons in years. No. I really haven't. No. Uh, I didn't mind The Simpsons. I liked The Simpsons at the time. I'm not yeah. denying it. You know, yeah. I always used to. It was Sunday afternoon, if I remember here, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Channel Four used to have it. Yeah, they did. And the only other way you could get it was through uh, Sky. Sky, wasn't it? Yeah, or B Sky B or whatever. Yeah, whatever it's called. Back Cable, NTL, yeah. and all that. It was the only way we could get it. The first Simpsons episode I ever saw was like when we went to see Die Hard 2, I think. And right. they had the short, they had the, one of the episodes before it. <laughs> and that was one where they were going to the psychiatrist. And, and I thought, what the hell is this rubbish? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yes, yes. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's the first one I'm introduced to. It's, like, it's weird. Yeah. And I didn't know what The Simpsons was or anything. It's just. Yeah. No, I mean, it certainly certainly came on. <laughs> <laughs> it has a little bit of merchandising with it, a few toys and stuff. Yeah, only slightly, yes, yeah. I'm sure still to this day you get merchandising. I so you still can, yeah. Even somewhere, I had the Simpsons album. Yeah, I've, still, I've got a couple of them somewhere. Yeah, the Simpsons album. Good Bart had a number one, was it a number one? He did have a number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing the Bart Man. Doing the Bart Man, yeah. <laughs> I felt like that was a like Michael Jackson's on that as well in the background singing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> know oh, it's nuts, isn't it? It's absolutely. And that's the thing. Who hasn't appeared on the Simpsons? Yeah. Everyone. Even us. Yeah. Even we've been there. <laughs> Everyone's been on the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a, a superstar that hasn't been on the Simpsons. <laughs> they've all been, and they 
paid, I think, for some of them to get on there. <laughs> the, um, I mean, I've watched a few. I haven't really kept up with it, but I've seen, I've dipped in and out of a few, and by far the worst episode I've ever seen had Lady Gaga in it. It was oh, just see. awful. See, I've never seen that one. No, it's just awful. Yeah, I remember Madonna being in it. I remember Michael Jackson's one. Yeah, I like the Michael Jackson one. He wouldn't do any of the songs. So they have to get a voice person in to do the songs <laughs> when he sings, because he wouldn't sing it. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, well, that's Michael Jackson. It's for crazy. You. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember the Madonna. Uh, <laughs> Say so there's loads of the they, they're a celebrity. They're yeah, there. <laughs> they are on it. Yeah, we know they are. We know. But, uh, yeah, it's to say, I, I haven't watched it in Donkey's years, but I did love it at the time, so I can't yeah. not deny that. Oh, I've been on a podcast talking about The Simpsons. Yes, I know. You remember you saying that. You the Simpsons been... Index podcast. Look at three episodes from three different seasons. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, what would one score? Uh, well, you've got to give it an eight. An eight? Yeah. It's a, it's a fair, fair, fair eight, yeah. Room for improvement, you'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as an episode, it was fine. Wasn't it was it? fine, yeah. It, nothing could you say, oh, that's terrible, well, that's not funny. It wasn't really funny, funny, was it? But amusing more. Yeah, amusing. I mean, later on, they became funnier, funnier. Yeah, funnier. There was more jokes, and this yeah. one was leisurely paced, I would say. Yeah. And of course, this spawned others. Because. Course, the, yeah. Family Guy yeah. is really a knockoff of this, yeah. but for more adult yeah. And then there's, oh, there's so many. South of these. Park, you wouldn't have had South Park. Oh, God, South, Park. Well, South Park's in a league of his own, I think. <laughs> because obviously, this was. Uh, Simpsons is more an adult cartoon, although children can enjoy it on yeah. other levels. It's not, yeah, there's no swearing it's, it's in it. It's not gross. Where's humour? Uh, <laughs> South Park, obviously, is very out there. Yeah. And. Uh, Family Guy's out there as well. Yeah. There's there's a lot of sweet doing there with Family Guy. I always think Family Guy, they do like 22 minute episodes and they have enough for like 15 minutes to 10 minutes and then they have to fill up the rest of it. Sounds like our podcast. It does, yeah. <laughs> exactly like our podcast. Have they, have they ripped us off? Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah so it spawns so many. There's been a movie. There has been. Is it one or two? It's just one movie. Is it just one? See. Apparently it was so hard to make, they just said we're not doing another one. Oh, yeah. There will be, I'm sure there will be eventually. Yeah, probably. Before they all pop their clothes. Yeah, obviously they were... I mean, it was big money at the time, when it was really at its height. Oh, God, yeah. But, but now they've had to drop the salaries and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, but it's what else can they do? Yeah, it's still going, I don't know if it'll ever end. <laughs> no, probably not. No one could probably remember the other episodes, so they can rehash one. Well, yeah, in syndication, you just keep going on forever, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah definitely. That'd be 663 episodes yeah. so far, you could get up. <laughs> that's, that's a few weeks to connect. Yeah, it's nearly just... as many as Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More than Frasier, isn't it? Oh, never. never. He's been in it, isn't he, of course? Kelsey yes, Grammer. of course he is, yes. Sideshow Bob. Yes, he is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say there's so many people that's in it and you don't realise half the time uh, two favourite episodes ones that I really like is the one the monorail oh monorail 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 <laughs> the, the other one where he goes to work at um, is it Cypress Springs uh, nuclear park and it's like a Bond villain <laughs> oh yes <laughs> I really like it. that's one yeah. two of my favourites yes because this one's more grounded they're trying to keep it real you know it's not outlandish is it no. But but as they go on, they get more outlandish. Oh, well, yeah, they yeah. do get an awful lot more outlandish. The, the, the scenarios and yeah. what happens to them. Yeah. 
I mean, nuclear, the nuclear power and everything, and he's radioactive, and God knows what <laughs> yeah. else happens to him. But, uh, Blinky. <laughs> Blinky the fish, and it, and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, so you'll watch some more? No. <laughs> <laughs> you've watched all that is watchable? Uh, yeah. Possibly in my life. What should we do next week, do you think? Uh... I don't know. What, what, what should we do? What's uh? I like, I like to throw you a curveball every time. You do. You do like to throw me a curveball. And I think next time we're doing dead like me. What you personally? You dead? Personally, personally, dead. Like, dead like me. Are you dead? Yeah. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we did use the soundboard once. Oh, well, well, you got to go for it. Go for it. Get one in there. Get one. He's dead. He's dead, Chuck. Dead. The man is dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead, sir. He's dead, Chuck. Yeah. And dead, Lucy. Brian's brilliant. Yeah, of course I'm. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> and He's a... A woman. <laughs> you said it, sir! I only know it was that bad because it's so... <laughs> it's got it's it's finger bright, mark on it. And it's bright it's red. It's bright red. <laughs> it's like I find it easy. <laughs> you have got to be fucking kidding me! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until next Until time. Until next time. Mr. Plow, Homer's face, Sideshow Bob, Steps on Rakes, Lisa's future, Selma's hobby, March not proud, Homer chubby, Homer where his thought is gay, Bucci into NRA, Hippies Vegas and Japan are couplets, and Barge Boy Band, Marge murmurs, Mord croaks, Lisa Buddha's Homer toes, Baggy blows, burns away, what else do I have to say? We'll never stop the Simpsons, have no fears, we've got stories for years, like Marge becomes a robot. Baby Morgan's a cell phone, has Bart ever owned a bear or how about a crazy wedding where something happens and do 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 Sorry for the clip show Have no fears, we've got stories for years Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 134. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me here as always, except when he's not BT Calloway. No, hi, hi. And joining me all the way from England is Brian Sear. Hello. Brian comes from the Launching the Pilot podcast, and so what is your podcast about, mate? Uh, we watch just the pilot episode of a TV show, and no other episodes, just the one. <laughs> just the one, being able to watch a bunch of different series instead of 6,000 yeah. episodes from the one series. What a concept. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, it's neat. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, of course, uh, our podcast, which is The Simpsons Index, this is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Now, we brought Brian on today... Of course, because as you would have seen by the episode title by now, we're finally doing it. We're finally reviewing episode one of The Simpsons. Amazing. Crazy times. And yeah, you guys haven't reviewed that on your show yet, have you? No, we haven't, no. Yeah, what a good opportunity. And, you know, who better to speak to about pilot episodes than the man who has a show about uh, podcast uh, pilots? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised this isn't one you did 
straight away. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, doing the episodes all out of order, and mm-hmm. but you know, before we get to the pilot, we must first go through two other episodes, <sighs> as is promised by our format. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, first of all, we actually watched an episode that only re- released earlier this year. This was season thirty, episode fourteen. The clown stays in the picture. First released in February of twenty nineteen, it was directed by Timothy Bailey, written by Matt Selman. In this episode, Lisa and Bart stumble upon a podcast by Mark Marin that features Krusty the Clown, in which Krusty the Clown details a story about a failed movie production that featured a young Homer and Marge. Hey, Brian, what'd you think? It, it was an episode. It was definitely an episode of The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> my, my God, he's right. <laughs> it, it was the best one I'd seen today. Uh, and, the only, <laughs> and the only one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, what a, what a standard to set. How about you, VT? <laughs> Man, this was a slog. This was just twenty odd minutes of just humorless blah. Well, the thing is, mm. I, I looked on the IMDb and it's got a high rating. I thought it's got to be all right then, but I, oh, it was so dull. <laughs> yeah, it's why we're the only Simpsons podcast you can trust. <laughs> we tell it like it is. God damn it! We should start actually entering in our reviews through IMDb just to at least. Um, Sink the average as hard as we can. Yeah. <laughs> Try and offset the balance a bit, yeah. Mm, it <laughs> yeah. needs it. Yeah, so, you know, for my special guest, you know, try to pick sort of theme-appropriate episodes, and for this one I decided, oh, it's got Mark Marin in it, podcast, there's a loose mm-hmm. connection. Plus uh, he's making his first ever movie. You could say his pilot movie. Ah, there we go. You wouldn't say that, but you could. <laughs> he had done good cop bad dog already hadn't he so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was not his directorial debut oh, that's yeah. true that's very true <laughs> so what do we think of uh, mark maron's role in this whole thing anyway i mean he's functional and that's about it like he doesn't really have anything to do joke or character wise but he's just you know a plot device for which the story can unfold and he does that fine mm. i thought you were gonna say he glowed in this episode <laughs> damn that would have been better <laughs> Don't you hate it when celebrities start doing podcasts? They've already got celebrity, <laughs> and then they do a podcast as well. Another shark <laughs> in the in the tank of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you listen to Marin's podcast at all, Brian? I, I don't know. That's the yeah. first one I've heard. <laughs> Talking to Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sort of dip in and out of his show depending on the guest, but yeah, I think I agree with you, BT. Yeah, it was mostly functional and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it would have even been better if his shtick wasn't just advertising crap. Like, yeah, uh, and uh, even though it's... for some reason, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Mark Maron's thing. He's got like fifty rescue cats. All oh, right, okay. I thought it must be something to do with him. Otherwise, why would it be there? But but then with yeah. the Simpsons now, you're not sure. <laughs> no, that's right. Just mm-hmm. yeah, weird jokes for the sake of it. All right, let's hook into the questionnaire. BT, for better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you from this episode? Well, I did struggle to find something that really stood out as being, uh, for better or for worse, it's all just being blah. But Mm. uh, I'm going to go with the fact that the plot is not actually Homer's fault for a change. Usually in these kind of things, Homer's being childish or being over-demanding or being lazy. And in this, he's actually not the problem. It's Krusty and his uh, overzealous, you know, attempts to make this movie and trying to bury Homer because he needs Marge's assistance so much. And yeah, it was kind of refreshing that, yeah, it wasn't Homer's fault for a change. Yeah, I guess I pay that. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
even though there were a couple of like arrogant Homer moments that I could have done without. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Oh, I know. <laughs> How about you, Brian? For better or worse, what's something that stands out to you from this episode? It was the other movie posters. <laughs> <laughs> mean like nunges that's the one i like the most <laughs> i thought i would watch that <laughs> i feel like i'd watch basketball dolphin just to see what the hell it was yeah pope in the half it's sounds air- interesting as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just air bud but in the water yeah i did like there was another background movie poster joke with nunges when they're in the actual office and they've got like uh the foreign release versions Mm -hmm. yeah and then the nunges one is like yeah 50 words uh long for the spanish one yeah religioso uh uh, uh, mujeres um (laughs) de weapon as aficionado (laughs) like yeah pretty good yeah, I thought the framing device was okay. You know, they're listening to a podcast, crusty talk, and then it could go back into the story. That was fine. Mm. Yeah. It has to be well, a podcast been... now, not just finding an old book with pictures or something. <laughs> they've, they've updated <laughs> at least. Yeah, modern Simpsons references. Yeah. <laughs> now they're getting all online and using smartphones and mm. making jokes about a group chat. Yes. Yeah, so, huh. All the kids have phones now, it says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, just last week they announced in one of the states of Australia that they're going to do a phone ban from first to last bell of the day that, yeah, phones aren't allowed on school property in the state of Victoria. That won't stick. Yeah. Like, all it's going to take is concerned parents to go, but what about little Timmy? I need to know where he is. Oh. If mm. I don't know where he is, 24-7, even though he's at school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a disaster. So, good luck with that, Victoria. I look forward to you failing. Yeah. Well, I mean, prisoners can get phones, can't they? So Yeah, but that's a lot messier. <laughs> oh, dear. And what stood out to me, for better or worse, look, I'm going to say that the whole kidnapping angle was just probably the easiest, most laziest turn. Oh, man, I forgot that, that happened. <laughs> I was like, what's he talking about? Oh, yeah, the whole third act. Yeah, that this episode could have taken, like, they're in Mexico, so of course Homer gets uh, kidnapped by a cartel. Ugh, I just thought that was so trite. Lots mm-hmm. lots and lots of drug references as well, of course. Oh, yeah, director's powder and... Crew powder and... Yeah, they didn't actually think to try and barter homer for the crew powder no no they just after all the crew powder and went all mad max without crew powder man not even once yeah so many mentions of the crew powder they were really rubbing it in your noses i thought <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> yeah and new simpsons sort of do this with like overt drug references especially to do with crusty as well mm-hmm. it's you know I, i'm not like uh, conservative or anything and i'm like oh simpsons should never delve into that like but when they're being so overt about it it's a bit off-putting yeah yeah usually it's very subtle you know yeah for kids watching they'd probably miss it but you know, this one yeah no i don't think so <laughs> well no when they're flashing the baggie around yeah. like which is a far cry from um crusty's old line of i i i've my fair of whoa yeah you know if you get it you get it and if you don't then you know that goes over your head but uh yeah this is turning to the parents going, Mom, why do they all have little baggies of powder? Yeah. So, actually, I forgot to ask you at the top of the show, Brian. Have you delved much into New Simpsons at all, or are too busy watching the first episode of a, a hundred TV shows? If it's not in the 70s, I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I delve in and out of The Simpsons. I, I think uh, maybe I stopped watching around the 21st season. I haven't really kept yeah. up. 
but you were a fan of the classic era as well oh yeah yeah i used to watch it i've got you know, i've got the box seasons up to season mm. 17 so oh wow so and i used to watch it with the commentaries as well i'd watch it once then i'd watch it with the commentary uh it nice warms my heart to hear a, a, a fellow commentary nerd because yeah i i pour all over director's commentaries yeah it's, it's the one thing i miss about streaming <laughs> just yeah. yes no absolutely and it, it seems like it's such an easy thing for them to do, but mm-hmm. I guess they've got no incentive if you're not buying the individual product. That's right, yeah. But yeah, I, I love director's commentary. I think that's sort of what led into my love of podcasting as well, hearing people talk about stuff that's good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you, okay. know, you know, most people don't bother with the commentaries, so you think, oh, this is a rich vein <laughs> of stuff I know that people yeah. don't know. Yeah, <laughs> the fools. They just skip straight to the Wikipedia article. (laughs) (laughs) So the next question on the questionnaire, play count. Brian, have you seen this episode before I made you watch it? No, I hadn't. (laughs) Uh, BT? Nope, also a native. Yep, this is a first for me as well. (laughs) I used to stay up to date with the Simpsons episodes and watch them the second they came out. And, you know, there's one thing that'll stop you doing that, and that is doing a Simpsons podcast Mm. where you review three of them a week. I was just like, oh, I'll I'll do it on show night, you know. Yep. <laughs> it's what you so look at. Was... You see, it's like episode six hundred and fifty-three. I think six hundred and fifty-three. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, with the announcement that they got renewed for season 31 and 32, that's going to bring the grand total up to 705, I think my math was. All right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Simpsons, if you're listening, please, for the love of fuck, stop there. (laughs) All right, so next question. Wackiness. Was this a particularly cartoony episode of The Simpsons? It wasn't really, was it? It was, um, I mean, obviously, they're, they're taking it out of june a bit and the troubles they had yeah june <laughs> so it's yeah like, it, it flowed rather straightforward and maybe a bit too straightforward <laughs> yeah that's actually a good point you know a troubled movie set plot it actually kind of felt a bit barren <laughs> yeah weirdly enough and nothing we saw felt unfilmable when they talk about how impossible this movie is to make yeah it's all like you know you needed him freaking out about how am i supposed to represent this in a film in a visual medium or something like that i, ju- I just had the thought of terry gilliam watching it i thinking, yeah yeah i know yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they could have even had like a bunch more troubled movie production jokes like i guess the the wackiness of the kidnapping um there's something conceptually I did like about them going at this cartel with a bunch of weapons that did nothing, but... Yeah, and having that plan immediately fail was kind of funny. Yeah. Although now we know the origin of the sea captain's missing leg. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Shot off by a cartel guy. I totally missed that. Ugh. Yeah. Good for you, man. <laughs> it was the highlight of the episode, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not a whole lot of work in this one. Um, we'll say... Krusty trying to commit suicide by laser gun and he's like oh there's nothing on this movie real it's like why would you assume that was real and why are you trying to murder yourself how dark is this moment yeah how much like, actor powder did you take yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> not enough to die <laughs> no. no for real well i have like an annoying concept in the sense that Krusty is filming this in his like clown and get up i know it's not his makeup but um 
I why tell you is, what, this isn't makeup. Yeah, why is he a clown in this space adventure? <laughs> like, surely he should be in, like, normal person makeup or something. It's weird. That's actually not a bad point. Yeah, because sometimes he has removed the makeup, like, a couple of episodes, doesn't he? Just <laughs> Yeah, even if they are sticking with the shtick that it doesn't come off, then, yeah, put some on. <laughs> yeah, because why? he's a clown who's also an astronaut in space. <laughs> All right. No wonder uh, the Mexicans thought it was a comedy. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a clown clown in it (laughs) this is yeah clearly absurd i guess homer's involvement in this movie was pretty ridiculous as well i kind of wish they actually ran with him being a uh, crusty stunt double a bit more that would have been good would it and it would have made up for the other episodes where he was crusty for a bit (laughs) so so yeah that's right built up to that (laughs) yeah that would be right because then they're getting him to do like more and more dangerous stunts and crusty's writing more and more ridiculous scenes for him to be in danger yeah and then he bankrupts the production himself out of jealousy. Yeah. You should have wrote this yes. episode. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, anytime Disney wants to hire me, I am available at double the rate. <laughs> at me, Disney. Because, <laughs> yeah, they've sort of delved into the past how Homer and Krusty are very similar. Mm-hmm. And even there was a maybe we'll do this in season one where Homer was going to be revealed to be secretly Krusty the Clown, but they sort of felt that was too mm-hmm. far out and unbelievable early on in the Simpsons run, so they abandoned that. But this would be revisited later in the Homie the Clown episode from season six, where they sort of did some, mm, I'd say, subtle-ish references that Homer and Krusty are very similar looking. Mm -hmm. And in this one, they did that cloud one, and it felt so overt and pointless. I didn't even know which one you're talking about. It was during Homer's hallucination with the cactus kids. Ah, right, yeah. And of course, Krusty's telling the story, so he knows what Homer hallucinated. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that old problem with perspective. Well, where he sees himself as a future cloud and is like, oh, look at that bald guy. Hope I never turn into him. I'm Homer. Yeah, so yeah, that didn't need it, did it, really? But I don't no. have to get the uh, Bart and Lisa was... in there somehow again, but... <laughs> yes. It was already enough of a stretch to have, yeah, Cacti that looked like his future kids going, you have to stay with Mom, otherwise we'll never exist. Like, right, yeah. this is stupid. Also, because he's like, oh, no, I fell in a ravine. I'm sure to die. And then he just climbs out of it. Like, no problem whatsoever. Oh, Cactus Bart flashed his butt at him, so... Yeah, well, that'd motivate anyone to be able to scale the unscalable... Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And then, yeah, when he hallucinates Cactus Bart, later saying, I caramba, fucking hell. Like, really cramming that catchphrase in, aren't they? So, the other thing we like to talk about, you know, opposite to the wackiness, is the heart of the episode... Did we feel the emotional core? Ah, I mean, there's almost a bit where, you know, the crew's like, no, no, we stick together. But at this point, we've not seen them sticking together. So maybe have a bit of, you know, they're, they're enduring the whole ridiculousness yeah. as one or something. Or maybe they're giving each other a hard time, but they know they're, I don't know, something. Because that's the only real moment you get of any kind of heart. There's mm. no tear in Homer Marge's relationship or anything like that. And it's just, what else do we have here? Yeah. Well, it's a passion project for Krusty, wasn't it? And he's and he wanted it to be yeah. a good movie. He didn't want it to be a, another rubbish movie that he was making, another comedy. So it's a passion project. So he had his heart in it. I suppose at the end, you see, where it's all come together. So yeah, like that emotional core, I guess, from Krusty was pretty well there as well because you know his first movie as a director, he's mm-hmm. freaking out and he's doing all that, and 
also, yeah, leading to Marge, you know, of course she'd fill in the role of being the director's assistant that's just like, calm down, yep. calm the fuck down, just make one decision. So I think, yeah, character-wise, they were nice moments. I just don't think I was a fan of much of the material that went along with it. Yeah, and the big you know bit in the final where Marge reads the book quote back to Krusty to make him feel something for Homer, just... It was a boring quote. It's like, oh, like every star, the light is connected. And like all people, wah. <laughs> well, it was it verbatim. It was an 80s, when it, 80s, 90s movie. It was 89 or something. Coming. <laughs> yeah, it very much had that feeling. So what about uh, Homer and Marge's relationship in this episode? What do you, how do you think that played out, Brian? Yeah, it's hard to uh, pinpoint when exactly it is in their relationship. Because uh, yeah, because mm. <laughs> he, he knocks her up pretty quick, as I, as I remember. But I don't remember him going out much. <laughs> so yeah, this is a thing that we worked out that there's a the timeline of their relationship. There's probably about five to seven years between them coming out of high school and Marge being yeah knocked up. <laughs> uh, oh god, not more stories. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's a brief window of time which mm. this probably six to a ten month production would have taken place. Yeah. But yeah, Homer and Marge in this episode, I feel like, like you said, Beach, there was just not much to it. And this is a pretty packed episode, surprisingly, for one where it didn't feel like much happened. Like, mm. they foregoed the couch gag and the intro stuff and the chalkboard so that they could make more room in this episode, but I don't think they used it effectively. So there's sort of more at the end, wasn't there? There's extra bits at the end rather than <laughs> the beginning. Yeah. Mm. And I think you could have saved some time by cutting the framing device. Like, we don't need to see Bart and Lisa listening to this podcast. It can just be Krusty comes into Mark Maron's studio and starts from there. It's a little disconnected from the family, but at least... Okay, I will retract that slightly, because the only joke I did like in this entire episode is at the very beginning where Otto's like, ah, oh, kids, there's some trouble up ahead. The cops are taking a long time to clean it up. And it's just them playing with, like, baby barnyard animals. Yeah. Was, that was adorable. That was a good joke. But outside of that, that you get nothing from this moment. Like, it just takes a long time to lead into what this episode's actually about. And then the exit of it is really boring as well. They run home and like, oh, you never told us you were on a movie. And Homer's like, oh, is that why I've been wearing this crew jacket every day since I ever had this? Hey, like... <laughs> Really? Really? Okay. That crew... Right, okay. Yeah, and Marge and Homer didn't really offer anything in that end wrap-up thing either. Uh, Yeah, that was so boring. But can we get back to the petting zoo? Because that was adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Wiggum's lying there and he's like, Oh, he thinks my belly is a mountain. Yeah. I mean, it did get a little bit spoiled by, take a selfie. Well, it's not a selfie if I'm taking it, Chief. Yeah, no, this is what we care about right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so too We care about. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, they just crammed in a bunch of, like, mobile phone jokes at the start of the episode. <laughs> Group chat, selfies. <laughs> what? We talk, kid. What up, fellow chiefs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I-, I just want, yeah, more of Tiny Goat on Fat Man Stubbing. <laughs> <laughs> So ultimately, though, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? In this question, we like to ask about the integrity. What do you reckon, Brian? Were the characters behaving like themselves, the Simpson characters that we all know and love? I believe they were, yeah. Yeah, the characters weren't out of model. It's just the episode is just really boring. Yeah, they were very straight-laced in their approach to it. It's just Actually, Homer could have even been a bit more wild. 
Yeah. He should have been wacky or something on the set, but no, he, he did his job, actually. Yeah, he's working quite hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe he was out yeah. of character, actually. Yeah, Krusty's really putting this guy through the ringer and he's just going with it. Yeah. I mean, even like the show as a whole, you know, this is like a very different episode and using the podcasting framework is, it's not a bad device. And I got to say, I think uh, Mark Maron actually kind of fit into the Simpsons universe fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine is, you know. Yeah, it didn't feel out of place, you know, like some guests certainly do. Like, Yeah, I think if, if Krusty had been on a talk show or something, I don't think it would have worked as well. I don't think you could have mm. delved deep into the story. No, that's right. Uh, I, and, yeah, as we know as podcasters, yeah, podcasting allows for that opportunity to dive deep into things. So, yeah, it Ramp, probably was. The, it, yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? No. <laughs> <laughs> And how about you, BT? Nah, there's no reason to come back to this. Nope. <laughs> the other thing I forgot to mention, that there is a Mark Maron counterpart to this episode where Mark Maron recently did an episode of his podcast, which i got to point out is weird because his podcast, WTF, What the Fuck, they didn't actually name it in this episode. Uh, it yeah. was just Mark Maron's podcast. Yeah, fair, fair. They didn't even want to say WTF. What which... the fuck, Newton? <laughs> how are you what the farfers yep. what the farfies yeah anyway so mark maron did an episode of his podcast where he had on yardley smith the voice of lisa which excellent episode yep. but it's led in with this fake podcast with crusty the clown and it is just some awkward fucking improv <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's barely listenable did you ever listen to that one bt yeah i did it's boring like don't have him improv crusty because it's just Ah, oh, you know, I got hit by some seltzer. Ah, I'm crusty. Ah. Yeah. yeah they... Ah, blow. Yeah, ah. He can't take a pie to the face. Eh? Oh, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all decorated cakes. I almost like that bit. But... Yeah. Yeah. It's the fillings. Uh, damn you. <laughs> yeah. And that's uh, what this episode had. A lot of fillings. <laughs> BT, what would you change? I mean, just every most things. like <laughs> Every most things, yeah. Every most things. Yeah, I mean, there's... Something to be mind from, you know, the pressure on Krusty and this being a passion project. And I think the idea of having him get so obsessed with sabotaging Homer that he sabotages his own passion project. Mm. That's all right. But just put in some kind of conflict or something because there's just nothing here and it's all just a bit blur and it passes by and no one cares and we're done. Yeah, totally. How about you, Brian? What are th some things you'd like to change about this episode? Well, I think the movie failing and everything not going right is, is, is a great source to dig into and if we have met countless true stories of that that they could have dig into and they, they just sort of didn't it's sort of glossed over really isn't it yeah yeah and as for what i'd change you know like i actually really like the idea of homer being hired to be crusty's stuntman mm. or him sort of seeing him on set and making the connection with marge and her jealousy because when Marge and Homer were like making out and he's like, oh, every time your beeper goes off, you go and run back to him. And like, she chooses to ignore that. I was like, yeah. oh, I did not think the episode was going to go there. Yeah. And so I thought that would have actually made for a really good opportunity for Krusty to start this trying to split them apart plot. And especially because it is kind of interesting that Krusty actually doesn't have any romantic interest in Marge, mm -hmm. but he realises that he needs her to make this production run smoothly. I think, yeah, it's a weirdly unexplored thing that probably 
couldn't have been explored if you had all this time taken up by Homer in this ransom kidnapping thing, which, again, I think is uh, lazy and pretty well offensive. Like, just to say, oh, they're in Mexico, so of course there's a, a fucking cartel. I did like the fact that he's drinking Mexican Duff. Which is... Yeah, Duff <laughs> I missed Gordo. that. That's good. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we're here. BT, do you have any other notes? Uh, I got a couple. I mean, I got a kind of a smile at a good cop, dog cop for a while, but then he's humping the police chief's leg and was like, ah, okay, I'm done. Yeah. They do, you know, the classic little bus goes down the map and it's leaving little black dots and then someone's like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, we've been dripping uh, motor oil for the past however many kilometers. Like, eh, that's not bad. But then they kind of ruin it with, oh, that was literal. It's like, yeah. nope, nope, you just killed it. Thanks. Mm. There's a bit where they get the ransom note and, you know, obviously it's in Spanish, uh, so they're translating it, but it's just so slow and boring. Like Lenny's reading it in Spanish and then Carl's translating it and just like, we're just hearing the same bit twice. There's no joke here. It's just taking double the amount of time. Yeah, all yeah. for a go Raiders like. Yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Do something else with that. Like maybe instead of a ransom note, they just drew a picture or something. I don't know. I yeah. It's just it took too long and it does nothing for you. Um, and I kind of like Mark Maron's ad at the end for hot cashews. <laughs> Do you like hot cashews but don't want to warm them up yourself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the kind of absurd product that's out there. And they also had, um, what was it? Uh, Dollar Doorknob Dollar Club. Dollar Doorknob Club. It's like, that's, that's fair. Yeah. That's kind of funny when you think about how many doorknobs do you possibly need? <laughs> well, yeah, especially because his usual ads of Squarespace and Stamps.com. I think you mean Stamps. Stamps. <laughs> Get it right. How about you, Brian? Do you have any other notes from this episode? Only the fact that I wanted to see Christian Slater in it. <laughs> it's mentioned because <laughs> they can't get him back in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. They can't get Judd Nelson to come out and they can't put Chris Sailor back in. I like that joke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, my only other note is at the end, yeah, Marin and Krusty are watching the movie in a Mexican theatre and like Marin's making the overall point, you know, your movie did bring people together, you know. And it's like, yeah. Awful stuff does bring people together, doesn't it? Uh. But it's, it's, no, it's no closure for Krusty. I like that. Mm. No. It's closure? Yeah. It really does feel to me like they're referencing the room in that moment I as know, well. I was about to say, because there's, yeah. there's a bit in the end of The Disaster Artist where they're like, well, you wanted to make a famous movie, and you have, but which kind of makes me they'd leaned on the idea of it being a very room kind of thing a little bit more. Like, maybe there's a film festival and they're playing this movie and Krusty wants to stop it, but you know, because he's embarrassed by it. I feel like there's something else to get from that. No, totally. All right, guys, it is time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode is just meh, you give it participant. But for the positive rankings, you got okay bronze, good silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm going to give this a participant, like... Even going through my notes, I'm actually sort of surprised at the amount of things that I liked about this episode. I think it does actually show a bit of promise, which is kind of what's disappointing about it. I liked Mark Marin enough. I just think that, yeah, they didn't invest enough time into the right things in this episode, even though all the pieces were there, but it was definitely not enough to give me a positive ranking. BT. Man, I really want to fail this one because it's just so boring, but I don't have enough hatred for it to do that i don't think i only really got like two bits which is the hot cashews and the baby goat yep but that's 
really about it, but I just I don't have enough grudge for this one to want to kick it into the pit. So as much as I want to fail it on the fact that it's so boring, I just don't care enough. So participant. All right, and Brian, what would you like to rank it? I'm going to agree with you. It's a participant. They had an opportunity to make it better. They didn't, but... Other than that, I'm just going to forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by the time we move on to the next episode of review Mm. of this one, we'll definitely left my head. Yeah. All right, so yeah, that'll be a unanimous participant then. It'll be joining other such unanimous participants at another Season 30 episode we reviewed, coincidentally, Krusty the Clown, Mm. which is about when Krusty quits his show to go do legitimate clowning. Yeah, oh, that's another thing I wanted to bring up is, yeah, Krusty's voice is annoying to listen to for more than a scene. Like, a whole episode based on... Well, it's actually yeah. interesting, because one thing I learned from director's comms is that... Because Krusty just naturally speaks slower than a lot of other characters, so... I've heard the writers say in episodes that they have him in, they've actually got to make the writing that much punchier and quicker around him because he generally speaks so slow. Well, why didn't they do that? (laughs) No, for real. Other such episodes as we reviewed the other week, The Great Louse Detective with Sideshow Bob and Frank Grimes Jr. Mm. and that whole rehashed plot. Uh, what else? Pranks to rap when Bart becomes a rap artist and Homerazzi where Homer becomes a paparazzi. <laughs> yeah, and Any Given Sundance with Jim Jarmusch. Yeah, sounds right. I can't remember if it's Jim or James. It's yeah. Jim. Yeah. Jim Jarmusch. Yep, some very bland episodes that it's going to be joining the ranks of. And now, before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? Boom. Uh, so this is the segment where we check out what another reviewer said of this episode and our good old friend dennis perkins of the av club dennis the wildcard perkins he gave this episode a b so like on that their scale that probably translates to a bronze that's at least a positive ranking for them i say dennis's rankings lately he's uh he's going from being the wild card to being the feather touch (laughs) like he's he's really on easy lately yeah yeah, I think I read, uh, I read this review, and I think he said that it's back to classic status or something like that, isn't it? I thought, no. <laughs> yeah, he did mention that, yeah, it's harkening back to its glory days. And I'm, what? <laughs> what episode did uh, you watch this one, though? <laughs> but maybe all his uh, reviews are the same now, and he just copies paste. Copy and paste. <laughs> it feels like that sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Dennis, copy and paste Perkins. <laughs> control C, control V. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says, this late game Simpsons outing is a hard glimpse of a inventiveness and improbable near success in defiance of showbiz machinery yeah mm. <laughs> it isn't not but it is definitely not it's definitely not b <laughs> no. all right well yeah look that about does it for this episode now let's move on to a slightly earlier episode where we're going to season 14's excuse me while i miss the sky we'll be back And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 14, Episode 16, Excuse Me While I Missed the Sky. First released in March of 03, it was directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by Dan Greeny and Alan Grazier. In this episode, document Deslin Deckman comes to Springfield Elementary to shine a light on the school, but whatever, that's not much of the point. It's more about Lisa becoming an astronomer and trying to reduce light pollution, and Bart stealing hood ornaments. Mm-hmm, obviously. 
Hey, what do we think? Yeah, I quite like this one. Yeah? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, it was some fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But there's got good elements in this one. Yeah, like structurally, I think this one's a bit of a mess, but it does have some of like my favourite little moments and jokes. Yeah, it does kind of waver a little bit towards the beginning of the third act, but yeah, it works okay. I actually think the third act is where they pulled it together. Like, Well, just the little bit in between where, you know, we have the problem and now we have to figure out there's kind of a, they try to do like a, you know, little bits of segments across Springfield and I don't think they quite work terribly well. Like mm. why are Homer and Marge sleep deprived but the kids aren't? Yeah. Homer can sleep anyway, we know that. <laughs> it's strange because it's based on the British documentary, Seven Up which is yeah. uh, famous here. Every seven years, they go back to the same kids. But that's not even really mentioned in this show. They have Eric Idle doing that bit, and thinking, why? <laughs> I don't... Well, yeah, they Declan Desmond, yeah, guest star of this episode, Eric Idle, uh, he comes back a few times, and actually they do a full-on 7-Up in Springfield-style episode. And I remember we quite liked that one, actually. Yeah, again, it was pretty good. <laughs> and later on, I think maybe in the HD era, they expand that do you want lies with that movie yeah, it as well. Yeah, actually becomes a movie instead of a quick joke. Yeah. What about Upskirt what? Dreams? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's in development hell, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's hook into the questionnaire. We'll start with you, Brian. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? Uh, there's a few bits I liked, but for some reason, I really like the freak bit where he's in the observatory and you have a, all the other scientists surround it and he's throwing microscopes at them. I don't know, it tickled me for some reason. <laughs> They're like hermit crabs. Yeah, huh? You yeah. said he was out of microscopes. <laughs> it's so, so random, but I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic tower defense game. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, of course, Frink could have an interest as well in reducing light pollution. But yeah, I like the idea that if you leave an observatory, you yeah. know, because public property, it's... <laughs> it's being invaded and conquered by other scientists. <laughs> How about you, BT? For better or worse, what's something that stands out to you? Ah, well, there's a bit where Lisa's seeing all the light pollution as he's all like, no one ever wrote a poem about sickly orange barf glow. <laughs> to prove her wrong, I've written a poem about sickly orange barf glow. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, sickly orange barf glow, I see you on my TV show. Lisa thinks, but she doesn't know all the secrets hidden in a sickly orange barf glow. Hashtag Friday. Snaps, snaps. <laughs> so yeah, take that fictional 10-year-old from 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say as well, the sickly orange bath glow did animation-wise look really good, I think. Yeah, all the light pollution, they, they found good ways to put that in effect. Yeah, well, I think this episode actually had a lot of good lighting effects in it, like from the bath glow to the night skies and also to uh, when they were overloading the lights and just showing general light pollution yeah first time they used digital digital lighting effect i think yeah well season 14 is like when they were definitely like well into using digital uh, animation instead of hand-drawn yeah so mm. yeah it makes sense that they yeah take advantage of the new technologies that they had available to them and it worked uh, what stands out to me from this episode? Yeah, I'm just going to expand more on the Declan Desmond thing because there's actually not that much to pick off from it. Like, And I think that's the real shame of this episode. I wish they did go lean in yeah. more to the documentary style because it's like that's what this episode wanted to set up, but they just didn't follow through with it. Like, I still think you could have had these stories about Lisa finding direction and Bart stealing hood ornaments and stuff, but... 
reframed in the documentary style and also given the kids of Springfield a lot more to do because, mm. like, while there were some good jokes, that's sort of what they felt like, just, you know, ragging on Millhouse for being a wuss. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he'll be batting 317 in the majors, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea either, but it must be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baseball is neither of our country's thing. <laughs> Play count. How many times have you seen this episode before today? I've seen it uh, probably three or four times before today. BT? Yeah, something similar to that. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. I generally like season 14, and I feel like, yeah, this one goes pretty well on the disc, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? Well, there was some neat whack in there. All the screwed up animals with the constant daylight. These are some of my favourite jokes. The bear just flies down and tunnels into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there were more of that. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's only that really that one. And then Homer's like, I bet somewhere there's a horse drinking coffee. And I'm like, that would be funny. Mm. Just sitting in the cafe being like, no, <laughs> to the waitress. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I did, I did like suggestible Homer. Yeah. The subplot was about stealing hood ornaments, weren't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that was a thing, but it was in the eighties, not not in the two thousands. But <laughs> it was the Beastie mm. Boys who started it. It was all their fault. <laughs> Damn you, Beastie Boys! <laughs> they really turned a corner with their fight for the right to reduce carbon pollution. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. We all change over time. Yeah, that's why they were stealing the hood ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, but now that you mention it, like cars generally don't have like poking outy hood yeah, ornaments. Yeah, it's anymore. usually only the real fancy ones, like your Rolls Royces and junk. Not anymore, yeah. they don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to guess it was The Simpsons that ruined it from that episode where Mr. Burns uses his hood ornament like a target when he's chasing down Bart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now they're like, well, we can't have nice things anymore. Thanks, Simpsons. <laughs> but yeah, on the hood ornaments thing, a uh, bit of wackiness that I like that they shone a light on was Fat Tony being all like, you mean that 10-year-old in a mustache was fake? Like, <laughs> Barton Millhouse running the valet service. I think that was a charming little bit of cartoony yeah. nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Hoods stealing hoods in the hood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old news report joke there, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I didn't really like some of the Italian stereotypy jokes. Like, Millhouse, for some reason, going, try the cheese of pizza. It's greasy like you. That was just like, what? Yeah. Why would you do that? It's just lazy. Hey, maybe in Millhouse's mind, complimenting each other's greasiness is what you do. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure Fat Tony wasn't more upset was in the restaurant. They had the Italian map on the wall, but they didn't have Sicily. Yeah. There was no Sicily. It was missing. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's like how New Zealand keeps you know disappearing from maps because people forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> we see you, New Zealand. We recognize you. What up, bro? <laughs> Any other cartoony bits that stood out to you guys? Yeah, there's that alien that just hops down and is like, shut up. <laughs> Perhaps I can prove, Calvin. Yeah. No one will ever believe Frank now. I certainly don't, and I saw it. <laughs> Did you have any other cartoony moments that stood out to you, Brian? I was trying to work out who Ed McMahon was and why he's Star Search. <laughs> but I think he's the quiz show host in America. Yeah, I think he had like a an America's Got Talent style show at one point where... That's what I was guessing. It was a reference to that. Ah, okay. Yeah, was an American announcer, game show host, comedian. Trapeze um, artist. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. I see that on Wikipedia yeah. too. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the things you learn. Yeah. Oh, okay, so he was the announcer for the Johnny Carson show as well. Hey. So he was the one with, here's Johnny. Johnny, yeah. Yeah, there we go, American stuff. 
<laughs> other whack. Uh, I do like the mafia goons get out and beat up the bird that lands on the hood on them. It's like, you're, you're going to be eating your worms through a straw. Yeah, I don't think it was the light pollution that caused the bird to do that. It was, yeah, after getting roughed up by the mafia, it forgot yeah. what animal it was. <laughs> and tried to burrow. Yeah. And I liked the mafia as well. Oh, I wish Jimmy the Snitch could see this. You can, just open the hood. <laughs> yeah, and, then he's, and I thought this was going to be a bad night. Yeah, that was very cute. And yeah, when they turn down the lights as well and everyone sees the stars they want to. Mm-hmm. There was a weird joke with Flanders there. Like, yeah. That he sees the star of David and it's like, oh, am I Jewish or whatever? So, like, that did nothing. But I did like the Burns seeing the dollar sign and Cleta seeing the cent sign. Yeah. It's- and Lenny seeing Carl and Carl seeing Carl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, how about the heart of this episode? Was this particularly emotional at all? Um, I mean, there's, you know, Lisa's appreciation for the night sky and the night sky then thanks her, which is very unrealistic because the stars don't give a crap what we do. No, everyone sees what they want to see. So yeah. Lisa was seeing well, it. Thank you, you note. <laughs> it's all about you, isn't it, Lisa? You've been into this for a whole afternoon. The world better change to accommodate it. <laughs> Yeah, how about you, Brian? What do you think of the emotional core of this episode? Yeah, I, I don't really think you had one. <laughs> I don't really... mm-hmm. It was essentially a joke factory. Yes. Yeah, although I do like Bart's whole, um, the only way to be cooler than him is to copy him exactly. Yeah. And then eventually he doesn't even remember why he's stealing a hood ornament. He just knows it, that's the objective. Actually, yeah, just back on the cartooniness as well, when he has the pacifier that he spray-painted silver, yep. and then just Maggie appears at school all of a sudden. Yep. Hey, she goes anywhere for that pacifier. Yeah, true. Even if it's coated in deadly silver paint. <laughs> and even if she has to shoot a guy, she'll probably do that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, emotional... Co- like, I guess they really try and sell you on the idea of, yeah, the night sky being so important, and there's a certain niceness to it as, as well, and when they sort of pay it off in the end montage with the media shower over Starry Night by um, yeah. Don McLean. That's the one. Yeah. Vincent, isn't it cool? That was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Very pretty song. Oh, that was his other hit. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> American Pli- Pie and Vincent. So that's it. <laughs> and then when he tried to combine the two into Vincent's Pie. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> but it went for 14 minutes. We get a bit of the Beach Boys as well. <laughs> Oh, the yeah. surviving Beach Boys, yeah. I bet this Which... co- cost them a bit this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of these jokes, like, in that Future Jump episode where Lisa has, like, the Rolling Stones steel wheelchair tour or whatever, mm-hmm. and that episode was set in the year 2010. Yeah, this episode from 2003 saying Surviving Beach Boys and the Surviving Beach Boys are still touring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were here, like, last year or something. Like, that's crazy to me. <laughs> The monkeys were here earlier in the what? year, actually. Yeah. Hey, hey, where are the monkeys? There's only two of them. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> no, but apparently they had like a 10-piece band as well and everything. All right. Well, hey, when you got the monkeys money. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was kind of nice. And there were some nice bits in the montage, like where Bart finally gets the hood ornament. But mm-hmm. there was that one bit where Willie like thought glass was snowflakes. That was weird. But he knew it was glass. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll catch these shards of glass on me tongue. It's like, mm, why? <laughs> but ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Were the characters behaving like themselves? I think I think they were. Yeah, I think they were spot on. I liked the bit where um, Lisa works out that her and Bart's plan are together. And she's going to mm. help him. And he goes, I bring nothing. You can say it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. That one, yeah, just reminded me of, like, Bart's line, this was to Millhouse back in the day. Like, he goes, oh, with your book smarts and my ability to exploit people with book smarts. Yeah. <laughs> so he does bring something. Yeah. <laughs> but no, and realistically, he doesn't do anything. Lisa mm. leads Homer to the nuclear power plant and overloads the system. Yeah. Seems kind of dangerous. She could have just shut it off, Lisa, but whatever. <laughs> it seems the odd way to go, didn't it? You could... I mean, yeah. and also the light for the street lights is at the mayor's. It's in the post. Dinner switch. It's in. A, it's in the yeah. post. <laughs> it's not even guarded. <laughs> Anyone can do it's it. Central really. dimmer switch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does every town have this? Can we just go up to our town's dimmer switch? I and... don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> yeah. A character. Yeah, I don't think there are any major breaks. Like... No, I mean. Bart's pressured into doing something dangerous. Lisa's pursuing scholarly pursuits. It all makes sense. Yeah. And even introducing this new character in the world, which, you know, we kind of wish The Simpsons would try and do a bit more these days. Like, mm. I think Declan actually does fit in pretty well. Yeah, because he's very condescending. And there's that great little bit where, I hear, ah, what does he say to Lisa? And they have that back and forth. And she's Oh, like, Lisa's like, does it make you feel good to shut people down? Yeah, and, and he's all like, yes. Does it make you feel good to question people's motives? Yes. All right, then. <laughs> so, yeah, no, nothing really to mention on that. Like, yeah, Homer's a big old doofus that needs sleep. sleep. And... I do like his zombies Homer state. That's quite good as well. Animated. Yeah. <laughs> Marge is ironing the phone book. Yeah. And also, I like the way that when they go by the telescope, he goes, boing. <laughs> is yeah. It, is it going to bounce? <laughs> Why would you do that? But that's... Classic home, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think I probably like extended it too long with the whole duh bit. Yeah, it but... should have been more boing. Yeah, but I did like it when he just quickly throws the telescope and his daughter underneath his arms and <laughs> bails out of the shop. Yep. Very good. But ultimately, would you watch this one again? I would, yeah. Yeah, for sure. If yeah, might watch this one again, might put it in a playlist. And so we like to think about like other episodes that this pairs well with. So, yeah, what is a Simpsons playlist that you could make that includes this episode? Telescopes, Bart's Comet, and oh, yeah. uh, Bard of Darkness. Yeah. Animals not behaving like the animals they should, like uh, when oh, the yeah. penguins are flying around. or When what... the rhino is laying eggs. <laughs> what did you just see, Lisa? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, Lisa's uh, scholarly pursuits, you know, yeah. Lisa's career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Lisa's just getting into something new. So Lisa the Buddhist, Lisa the vegetarian. Yeah. Lisa the iconoclast. Yeah. Oh, and Declan Desmond episodes. There's a For good sure. handful of them. Like, can't remember how many of them are actually good. But, a handful. You know, a handful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's about good. BT, what would you change about this episode? Ooh. I would have Lisa recognize my poem about sickly orange bath glow. <laughs> I think just maybe spend a little bit more time on the wacky things happening with the lights. I don't know, maybe have some kind of upside, because then why wouldn't people ask him to turn it back down again? Because they're clearly suffering. Yeah. Maybe there's a thing about, I don't know, Mr. Burns is making so much money from the lights being on all the time that he doesn't want it shut down, and, you know, Quimby just bows to that or something. But no, not terribly much. This all's got a pretty nice flow, just more jokes. I didn't get too many outright, outright laughy laughs. Mm. So, uh, yeah. How about you, Brian? Is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? No, I, I think it runs quite smoothly. I mean, it is a little bit disjointed at the beginning, but it's, it's okay. Yeah. As for me, yeah, I already mentioned that I'd like them to actually stick with the documentary style or mm. not have it at all. I feel like it doesn't really exist either way, and that's kind of a letdown of this episode. And also... 
I think there should be more negative reaction to the lights being out. Like, there is a mm. very real thing that, you know, if yeah. you don't have lights at night, there is an inherent danger with that. And oh, yeah. I think that's... Looting happens. Yeah. Car accidents. Yeah, people getting hurt, all the that stuff. The city's sundial is useless. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just remember there was such a thing as daylight. So... Yeah. <laughs> but Wouldn't yeah, I mean, useless. even in, in a town at night, you know, having ample street light is a necessity. And mm-hmm. I feel like that should have been a bit more explored and... Yeah, yeah, like I said at the top, hooking into the documentary more and shining a bit more of a light on, yeah, some of the other kids as well, like, mm. rather than it just being a cheap, easy way for them to get some jokes out. Pile on Millhouse, yeah. Yeah. Get us something else going on. I think Eric Idle was a little bit wasted. Uh... <laughs> no, totally, yeah. A man of his talents is just, mm-hmm. yeah, he should have been in the episode a lot more. He should have done a song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a documentarian. I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we're here. Brian, do you have any other notes? Uh, I did like the bit of Millhouse falling over at the end and his leg twitching. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, yeah to, that... just to show he's not dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> very injured. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that whole missing the ball montage is fucking... It's so perfect. I yeah. like that. How about you, BT? Any other notes? Oh, uh, yeah, I got a few. So first off, go Aberdeen! <laughs> uh, minerals are boring. Take that, minerals. <laughs> I love that as well. Hess is just reading the little plaque and just gradually <laughs> yeah. talking herself out of it. Yeah, even Lisa gives up. That little presentation that convinces her to be an astronomer that has uh, and the Milky Way, home to this little blue planet we call... Rigel 7, not far from Earth. <laughs> yeah. And then this, the, the callback of, a, now, who will press my reset button? Will it be you? Or you? Or you? Mm. And uh, we get a reference to Carl being Icelandic again, which will come up later. Yeah, so I don't know if you knew this, Brian, but they did basically a whole episode where... Um, he steals Carl... the money, doesn't he? He steals the lottery. Is it lottery money? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, we quite liked that episode as well. Which yeah, is so how far away from this? It's like season twenty-eight or something weird like that, isn't it? Twenty-three off the top oh, yeah. of my it's head. Still, yeah. it's, it's pretty. This is what fourteen. So it was quite a distance yeah. between the two. But yeah, just a throwaway line that they decided. They knew to... all along. Carl was Icelandic. Yeah. Ah. Oh, totally. All right, it's time for my final notes. There was a joke during the Krusty Burger um, documentary, documentary, what documentary that I didn't like. They're talking to Homer. Doesn't it bother you yeah. that um, the burgers are made from mad cow meat? And Homer's like, "Oh, they pass the savings on to me." Blah, blah, blah. It's yeah, this stupid brain damage joke where yeah, it's the immediate payoff. I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. I like how the Simpson family were eating dinnerables, like. <laughs> Do you have this in England, Brian, like Lunchables? Like, Sorry, what's that? Lunchables? <laughs> yeah, those uh, little like packets of four things that... Oh, yes. Um, yes, we do. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> little cheese and a cracker and just... That little red spoon that goes with it. Yeah. And they do it with Oreos now. Oh, <laughs> oh Ooh, wow. wow. Fancy. <laughs> Mini tiny Oreos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just seeing dinnerables that, yeah, this is like... Yeah, the evolution. Yeah, where American cuisine is going. <laughs> going. It's there, man. <laughs> Oh, there was another joke with Homer I didn't like, and it was more on Lisa's delivery, Mm -hmm. where she was, Dad, it's not a kaleidoscope. And I was just like, oh, quit spelling out the joke for me. (laughs) It would have just been fine if, like, yeah, Homer said the thing about where's the pretty swirling colours, and Lisa just gave him a look, and you didn't even... Because, you know, that slow pace of just... Mm. Yeah. Oh, we get another Homer drooling over food playlist. Mm-hmm. Mm, bad eggs. 
Oh, Mo and Selma are making out in the park, and Selma thought Mo was John Ritter, who you might remember from Eight Simple Rules of Dating mm-hmm. My Teenage Daughter, and Mo thought Selma was a gorilla. Yeah. And was okay with this. <laughs> I mean, any lips in a storm? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, Mo, no. Bad Mo. <laughs> like, yeah. don't, don't, don't kink shame the man. <laughs> he wants to make out with a gorilla. <laughs> I think a, a, a pretty comfortable kink shaming bestiality. <laughs> um, no, 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 he never said that. He just made out with it. <laughs> still, anyway. <laughs> and I liked the line of Marge going, oh, this is prettier than our screensaver. And I love our screensaver. <laughs> I do like the follow I love our screensaver. <laughs> All right, it's time to rank this thing. BT, you're first. Uh, I'm going to bronze. It was pretty good. I had a good time. Not quite as many jokes for me to push it up to the silver, but it was close. It's a high bronze for me because, yeah, it all flows very nicely and had a good time. All right, Brian, what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, I'm staying there. It's a bronze, definitely a bronze. It, almost a silver, but not quite. <laughs> oh, well, completely unanimous here. It would have been a silver for me, maybe if the story was a little bit more solid. Like, Because even the first act I sort of wrote on my notes, participant, and I'm like, where's this going? And But then I thought they really brought it together in the third act. And, you know, as we always say here, you know, you stick the landing. And yeah, go- it makes all the difference. And, yeah, I think... Just the push of any particular element, like a bit more jokes or a bit more heart or a bit more story, I think that would have got it into silver territory. Yeah. That's close. Maybe even further. Always always shoot for the stars, <laughs> Simpsons. Yes. Who will write their next episode? Will it be you? <laughs> or you? Or you? <laughs> That'll be a unanimous bronze, and it'll be the fourth episode from season 14 to get a unanimous bronze. It'll also be joining How I Spent My Strummer Vacation. Mm-hmm. And that's where Homer goes to rock and roll fantasy camp. Yeah, it's it's more about the guest stars than it is anything else. Yep. And Barting Over, which... Oh, that's the 300th episode where uh, he emancipates and uh, moves into a loft with Tony, Tony Hawk. Hawk and Blink-182. Again, I think it's one that we liked, but then, yeah, weird-ass ending with Skate Battle with yep. Homer and Tony Hawk. <laughs> And also, Dude, Where's My Ranch, which actually wasn't a unanimous bronze, but it got silver bronze bronze participant. Ah, And yeah, that's when they go to the Dude Ranch Mm -hmm. and and Cookie goes to bed. (laughs) Anyway. Ah, Cookie. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, yeah, that about does it for the teens and the HD. And now we're finally here. We're going to the pilot of The Simpsons. I am Mm. so fucking excited. I haven't actually watched this episode in a very long time. Nah, me either. How about you, Brian? I... Can't remember the last time I saw it. <laughs> Probably when it was yeah. uh, officially aired. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I did actually watch um, the YouTube show Cinema Sins. Mm-hmm. have recently branched out and have been doing TV Sins. And yeah, they did the Simpsons pilot. That was, was a particularly funny episode. So right. check that out. But You, you uh, know all its sins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go for it. All right. We'll be back. And we are back, and we just reviewed our classic episode, and I don't think there is more classic episode than this. Season 1, Episode 1, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. First released in December of 1989, the only Simpsons episode to be released in the 80s. It was directed by David Silverman, written by one-time writer Mimi Pond. In this episode, this is a pilot! (laughs) What did we think? I mean, personally, I feel deceived. There was no roasting and no open fires to be spoken of. <laughs> but uh, no, it, you've said it several times already, but I'm going to steal your line. It's charming. Yeah. Can't say much more than it was a charming episode. It's a charming Christmas uh, tale. Yeah. I mean, I did write charming, but 
tame by today's standards. <laughs> it's very tame, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, this is an interesting one because this wasn't originally intended to be the pilot episode of The Simpsons. The Simpsons first season had a lot of trouble with their animation, you know, it being a new show and it being, you know, an adult animated sitcom, which was a very new thing at the time. A lot of their episodes came back with uh, what producers described as rubbery Disney style animation which caused them to shelve the originally intended pilot, Some Enchanted Evening, which I don't know if you guys remember, that's the one with the babysitter bandit, which I think would have been a much darker pilot to go with mm-hmm. for the start. Yeah, that, 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 that would come out of a dark place, wouldn't it? That one? Certainly not as charming, no. Yeah, and you know, while I'm not a big fan of Christmas episodes myself, I feel like this setting does actually provide the a, a good way to introduce the characters yeah and it provides the drama to the story as well it's not just christmas for a background thing it's actually part of the plot so yeah so and we get like the essential core family introduction here and you know part of the extended family in patty and selma and grandpa as well and so functionally yeah i think this did a way better job of being a pilot than in some enchanted evening could have yeah it's a lot interesting to see how many pieces were there from the very beginning there's snowball Mm. 2 gets an introduction lisa's want of a pony flanders just being not a bad guy but just accidentally showing off when he doesn't realize how much homer's struggling yeah and, uh, yeah, this is Generation 1 Homer, where he's the uh, flawed patriarch and not a, the Labrador or the asshole. Yeah. Yeah, we get a drunk Barney as well, don't we? It's all the yeah. classic characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though, like, something happened in Moe's bar because, yeah, the entire colour palette of that place mm-hmm. shifted. <laughs> something happened to Moe, man. His hair's different colour and he's like, here, have a candy cane for free. <laughs> That's not the Moe we know. Yeah. He had saloon doors on the bar. It just took me out of the moment completely. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the moment. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Brian, you know, as an expert in pilots, how do you think this one functioned, like being the pilot of, yeah, one of the most popular TV shows of all time? I think it worked really well. It wasn't laugh-out funny, but it it was a nice little story that introduced everybody. Yeah, I think it did well. And in sort of comparison to a lot of pilots that you've seen, like... Yeah, how do you think it went with establishing the show? Yeah, I think in, in the time they had, they did a really good job because most pilots, as you know, they go like an hour and a half to get everything in there, to establish everything. They only had the 23 minutes to get in there and do it, and I think they did it well. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a tall order, and like it still astounds me that, yeah, this was originally intended to be the eighth episode of mm. the run. But because of that, the show does actually feel a lot more uh, sophisticated and sort of grounded in what the future of the show would be, Like especially in comparison to a few episodes that come after this, like Homer's Odyssey, which is just one that's bafflingly, like, I don't, I don't even know why they produced that. Incredibly but, bleak, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk into it. BT, we'll start with you. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you from this episode? Man, I think a bit that really would have stunned a lot of audiences back in the day is the part where they go to the dog track and it's like, oh no, we're definitely going to win. If TV has taught me anything, it's that miracles always happen to poor kids at Christmas. Mm. And, you know, they get the sign of it being named up Santa's little helper and and that exact setup. And to us now, yeah, we know that's not going to happen. And we've grown up with the Malcolms in the middles and the things that took these tropes and turned them on their head. And this was probably the first one to really do that. Yeah. So, you know, there would have been plenty of people back there going, of course that's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And then ha- to have it not happen, I think was a really great turn. 
And uh, yeah, it would have been interesting to see how that landed with audiences originally. But uh, I imagine it did pretty well because I think the show did okay after this. Yeah, I, I hear it. It's, yeah. it's still going yeah. pretty well. Good for them. <laughs> I guess not only did it have a challenge, yeah, setting it up its own universe, but also proving the animation style for adults, you mm. know. And yeah, taking those sitcom tropes and turning them on its head. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, eloquent execution in this one. How about you, Brian? What's a moment that stands out to you for better or worse? From the very beginning, when I have to do the school plays and the Christmas pageant, and I've yeah. sat through so many of these, and they're all <laughs> like it. They're all the same. I thought you hit it nail on the head with that one. Yeah, Homer, like, shuffling through the crowd. Huh? They dragged you down here too, huh? <laughs> I do like his line, mind my galoshes. <laughs> Sorry, pardon my galoshes. I feel like that should be a new term for things. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to speak out of school, but pardon my galoshes. Mm. I liked the idea with the school play as well, like, the sign out the front that it was reviewed three and a half star by the Springfield shopper. <laughs> But yeah, just in that opening play thing, what bits sort of stood out to you from that? Well, well obviously Lisa's dance. I mean, what was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a error apparently there with the Korean animation studio that they were actually meant to colour in her leggings. So it's kind of weird because it does look like she's naked from the waist down. But yeah. <laughs> you can sort of see that the legs are a weird enough shape that you could assume. But yeah, it does look weird. It was a very, yeah, uncomfortable moment to go, wait a sec. Yeah. And that was actually another problem that I had with some Enchanted Evening is that the animation director or whatever uh, he was that, yeah, ended up getting fired from the show, he kept doing shots of, like, Lisa with her bloomers sticking out of her dress, which is very, like, Betty Boop era, yeah. like, sort of cartoony stuff. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose and, going yeah. back to it, it does look like a comic strip more, doesn't it, in this one? It's all... Mm. The way it's the colours and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, especially like, because, yeah, it does look different from any cartoon that was certainly around at the time. Like, the characters kind of move like normal people, even though they're like yellow and disproportionate and everything. The frame rate's down a tiny bit, but not too bad. Yeah, as the car is driving into the school play. Yeah, definitely a little little bit of chop there. (laughs) And yeah, I like as well with this establishing thing how it means this episode sort of starts and ends with. Bart ruining Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you get a good idea of his character as well because well, of that. I think that's what the school play does entirely for actually all the characters because Homer's sitting there half asleep, Marge is just beaming proud and Lisa's, you know, obviously putting all this extra effort and Bart is singing Joko laid an egg. <laughs> he has a voice of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as he immediately pipes in, oh, jingle bells, Batman smells. <laughs> oh, wonderful. And, yeah, what stands out to me? Um, yeah, i got to say Homer's involvement in this episode, but particularly sort of how he's really pushing against the wind on this one. So, obviously, yeah, losing his Christmas bonus and trying to compensate and, you know, mm-hmm. hide the secret from Marge. But also in the face of, like, Patty and Selma constantly doubting oh, him. Man. Patty and Selma are the fucking worst in this. <laughs> like, if you ever want to know the origins of that feud, we know. And it's yeah. Patty and Selma all the way. Every line they give, they just suck the air out of it. Don't they? They're just really... Yeah. <laughs> And I really love in the end how Lisa calls them on it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Homer's the patriarch that she looks up to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so any knock at him is a knock at me. <laughs> Watch your and cut. I'm too young to defend myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, they're all just like, oh, you know, he'll come home reeking of booze and cheap perfume from all the <laughs> filthy whores he's been banging. <laughs> and this is like, wow, you people are awful. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like in that moment as well, because Lisa has demonstrated that she's still a kid there as well. Like yeah. she's just happily enjoying the happy little elves, mm-hmm. and and Grandpa is struggling through it. Yeah, <laughs> what does he call it? Unadulterated something. <laughs> I wonder if this is like a comment on cartoons of the time as well. Like, no, we're not unadulterated. We are adulterated. <laughs> Get ready to be adulterated. All right, play count. How many times have you seen this episode before this viewing? We'll start with you, Brian. Oh, uh, it's, it's got to be 10 plus times. I've lost count, really. Yeah. <laughs> BT? Yeah, I mean, something like that, because it wasn't on high syndication, I think, because it was such a stark contrast to what we were used to. But uh, it's definitely seen it plenty of times, so 10-ish, 20-ish. Yeah, I probably wouldn't put it, yeah, super high, because I think you're right, yeah. Season one, like, tended to be a surprise when it popped up mm. in syndication. Yeah. And I think, like, even Foxtel doing their marathons, they, like, sort of avoided doing season one, because it is a bit clunky, but, yeah. So, yeah, 20, 30 times, maybe. So, wackiness. Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? Nope. <laughs> it's straight down um, the middle, isn't it? It's a, a straight story. Yeah. yeah. No, very much. So, you know, in the, this question, you know, we also like to explore, did they take advantage of the cartoony medium? I do like that Marge hides the cash jar in her hair. Yep, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's a cartoony moment. And you can hear, like, when it hits the table, there's a real thunk and there's oh, some yeah. coins in there. That's some heft to that. It's a big jar, so. <laughs> She has a strong neck. <laughs> Just like a good woman should. <laughs> Man, find yourself a lady with a strong neck. <laughs> Whose head can support a jar of money. <laughs> oh, dear. Yep. So I'm just trying to think, yeah, what are some moments from this episode where they took advantage of the cartoon medium? No, they could have done this live action, couldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Because even like the light display that you know mm. Flanders has, that's just totally within reason. Oh, yeah. That is a great moment as well when kind of, Homer just kind of walks outside and looks at his house with its three lights, Christmas lights on, and Flanders' house, it's all dolled up. Like, <sighs> that, yeah, even if the fairy lights were working, mm. wouldn't have been too much to yeah. brag about. Yeah, yeah, not a whole lot of whack. I think the most wackiest moment is, oh, I don't want to go until our dog finishes. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> just gives up because it's still going. Yeah. I do like the Santa training scene, actually. Yeah. The the dude felt the need to write ho 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 again the... from the top. <laughs> I like oh, when they do the oh, ho ho oh. hoes with passion. Then Homer says, When do we get paid? Not till Christmas Eve, then it's all low key <laughs> ho ho hoes. And yeah, Homer clearly failing this thing at every turn, yet he still gets the job as a small Santa. <laughs> well, how many times people walk up to Mall Santa's and go, Name all the reindeers. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> I think the teacher as well is the same as the hypnotist from Homer yes. at the Bat. So maybe that's how he whipped them into shape. He's ah. got them to do a good job. <laughs> a good job. And yeah, the other sort of uh, weird cartoon thing, I like when, uh, when Homer is the Santa and yeah, still clearly doing a bad job. Mm-hmm. and Just yeah. venting to all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I hope y- your Christmas gets a little easier. Oh, and- it will as soon as Mrs. Claus's sisters are gone. Thanks for letting me vent. And yeah, pinching a bite of the kid's donut. <laughs> Wonderful Homer stuff. So, making way for the heart of the episode. What do you reckon, Brian? Was this a particularly emotional episode of The Simpsons? I think there was a little bit of emotion there. In the <laughs> yeah. In the, in the, the, it's really tied to reality, isn't it? Of not having mm. enough money for Christmas and 
They seemed like they yeah, were a bro, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to reality. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, eventually down the line, because the thing that surprised me and like all my Simpsons rewatches is that there wouldn't be another Christmas episode until season seven's Marge Not Be Proud, the Bart stealing the Bone Storm game one. Wow. It feels weird, right? Yeah. That long without that, oh, never doing a Christmas episode again. And then all of a sudden they did. Yeah. Man, if only Frank Grimes could have seen this early one where Homer's really struggling. Yeah. I think his opinion would have changed him. <laughs> but yeah, after that, they'd go on to, yeah, do a number of cheap, tacky cash in Christmas mm-hmm. episodes, you know, for lack of a better idea, sort of feeling stories. Yep. <laughs> Looking at you, white Christmas blues. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the emotional core of this episode and, you know, what Christmas episodes generally try to achieve. Yeah, th- I really do think yeah. this one nailed it. Man, just I like that it's not Homer's fault that he d- doesn't have the money for it. You know, that would be something that would change in the future. Yeah. But it's very refreshing to have him just, he doesn't want to ruin everyone's Christmas by telling the truth. He's not hiding his shame or something. He could have told Marge, but he's like, wants to find a way around it first. And I think that's really admirable and, you know, it's, it's a different pace for us. And, uh, yeah, I just like the light as well when Bart's like, wow, Dad, you must really love us to sink so low. It's like this great little, both a joke and a little bit of a heart moment. Yeah. And just that bit at the end with Santa's little helper jumps up in his arms and stares at him. <laughs> yeah. And then he takes him home. And He's everyone- pathetic. He's a loser. He's a... Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, like for a pilot episode, they're establishing what they're about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're pathetic losers, but goddamn, they're lovable. And then he brings him home, Santa's little helpers home, and everyone's like, oh, it's the best present we could have got. Yay, everything's fine. Yeah. And if he runs away from home, it'll be easy to catch. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good line. Yeah, I love all that self-knowing stuff. And yeah, not even Patty and Selma were going to chime in with one of their jabs then. And actually, there's, there's, a, little, there's a little bit of them smiling as they look at the dog, so... <laughs> oh, real? Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And some say their heart grew three sizes that day. Those people are wrong. <laughs> and God bless us, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Bart like playing with the truth. It happened to Tiny Tim. It happened to Charlie Brown. It happened to the Smurfs. <laughs> and... yep. Who's Tiny Tim? <laughs> Who is Tiny Tim? He's from A uh, Christmas Carol. Oh, oh okay. Charles Dickens. I need legs, Dad. Can I get some for Christmas? <laughs> Uh, I forget the details, but <laughs> yeah, I only know Tinny Tim from Futurama. I was about to say, you know Futurama. That's good enough. <laughs> so ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Were the characters behaving like themselves? I mean, it, for their first season, absolutely. It's just yeah, finding its feet. But even then, I'm surprised how many elements that would go on to be in the show are already present. Yeah, you know, Grandpa and it's Patty and Selma being just. The worst. Yeah. And Lisa's intelligence and Bart's rapscallionness. I don't know what you call that. He was he was just a little, you know, little troublemaker at this point. Wasn't really a menace yet. A little Dickens. Oh, quite. <laughs> I think if you if they uh, redid it and tidied it up, you could drop it in any season from one to eight and, it, and it'd fit perfectly. Yeah, because it's the animation of this episode that I think is going to, like, be off-putting for jumping into The Simpsons because it... That's the part that doesn't seem like The Simpsons. Like, mm. yeah, there's no um, real detail to the background characters, are they? They're just sort of thrown in. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. You noticed one Elliot that just didn't have a nose. She had no nose. <laughs> but then, how did she smell? <laughs> and eat and laugh and love. You meant to say terrible. Ah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, it's not like Homer's Odyssey level of bad. I don't mm. know if you know that one, Brian. But there's just this background shot where. 
every background character looks horrible. There's like two characters with the tops of their heads glued together and one who's wearing like a superhero mask. Like, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, but that at least you can explain away with no one's ever going to rewatch this and pause and look at all these freaks. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. They'll never be high but definition you... televisions. No. <laughs> and DVDs. What, what would that even be? <laughs> I was actually really surprised with how much I enjoyed this episode. Like... Yeah, especially being a season one where, you know, I try to sort of lower the expectations a bit and give it a little leeway because it is the establishing thing. But Mm -hmm. yeah, for a season one and for especially the pilot, it did a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I totally reckon the characters felt like themselves. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd watch it again. And if we watch it again, we might put it in a playlist. What playlist would this go in? Like other Simpsons episodes that remind you of this one. Well, Christmas episodes is the obvious one. Yeah, school pageants. Oh, yeah. Lisa's Pony where she needs her read and that kid mm. sings My Ding-a-ling and all that. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. terrible. <laughs> yeah, Patty and Selma episodes because they do feature quite heavily in this yeah, one. Yeah, they do. Oh, Homer getting shafted by Mr. Burns. <laughs> yeah, that shows up plenty. I do love his, uh, there'll be no Christmas bonuses. Oh, and Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but all the executives so got bonuses, so you know it's all right. Yeah, cool. It's all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Burns is looking after his own. Mm-hmm. So this is actually an interesting thing because in a few episodes of season one, uh, Mr. Burns wasn't played by Harry Shearer. Yeah. It was by an actor, Chris Collins. Yeah, it was just this different guy who they replaced mm. for whatever reason. I uh, imagine he began demanding like directorial control and no, the show needs to be more Mr. Burns. Mm. He is truly the sixth member of the family. <laughs> he, he was going to do a Mr. Burns spin-off. That's what he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Burns and the Bees, you know. <laughs> Home already? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Feel the Burns. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was a, actually an interesting thing where, like, even in this first season, you know, some of the voices aren't quite where they'd be, especially Homer, you know, yeah. this is... Frosty chocolate milkshake. <laughs> Still very much the frosty chocolate milkshake, Homer. <laughs> but, like, Mr. Burns, he doesn't sound super different no. from where he is now, even though, yeah, it was a completely different actor, and Harry Shearer could have just as easily reinvented the voice, mm. and we probably just would have written it off as, oh, yeah, that's the first season, Mr. Burns, but... No, he really took it and then, like, made it his own in a way. Yeah, absolutely. BT, what would you change about this episode? You could punch up the pacing. It's a bit hard to really, again, do I think of this in today's standards or do I consider the era in which it was made? Obviously, you could improve the animation and you could just kind of punch up the pacing a little bit. But ultimately, I think this is going for that, you know, Christmas time heartfelt story, which, what didn't you say it came out in December anyway? Yeah. So it was kind of apt for the, the time it was airing. Yeah, I think the amount it did with its own tropes and managed to turn a lot on its head is quite good. So I don't want to change terribly much about this. Just, you know, mostly just a clean and polish. Yeah. How about you, Brian? What would you change about this episode? Probably put a few more jokes in. <laughs> yeah. It was sparse between the jokes, wasn't it? Like you say, mm. it was paced very slowly. Uh, this is, yeah, definitely, yeah, that season one sort of crawling pace. There is, like, we've noticed in the more recent episodes that there's a lack of ambient noise, and mm-hmm. I sort of feel that in this one as well. But at least they have the excuse then of not having the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, the Simpsons were working on a similar budget to Homer in. <laughs> yeah. $13 <laughs> for the entire series? <laughs> Apparently Homer, I've got it here, he would have won... 
It was sadly a Selford <laughs> one. And, uh, wow. And Barney would have won $130. So... <laughs> oh, for the odds on whirlwind. Yeah, right. yeah, 10 to 1, yeah. <laughs> Barney looks like he made that work, though. You know, he's. Hey, he picks up at the end. Yeah. Is that his car as well? Like. <laughs> I guess. What's he doing driving a convertible in Christmas time? Like, what a sh- he's a success, baby. <laughs> what a show off. <laughs> and yeah, so as for what I'd change, um, yeah, spit and polish. Like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to be echoing your points anyway. Like, I, I don't feel qualified to, yeah, fix this one up in a way. But just while we're are speaking about the writing, so Mimi Pond, the writer of this, this was our only Simpsons writing credit. And she like expressed recently that she had actually quite a troubled uh, history with the show, and this wasn't actually, in her words, like a joyous experience for her. Her account of it as well, I'm quoting here from her, I was never intended to be on the staff, and I never knew why for the longest time. No one ever called me or explained to me or apologized or anything. It wasn't until years later that I found out that Sam Simon, who was the showrunner, didn't want any women around because he was going through a divorce. It had remained a boys' club for a good long time. I feel like I was just as qualified as anyone else who came along and got hired on the show, and it was just because I was a woman that I was, you know, not allowed entry into that club. I always wind up being the turd in the punch bowl because the show is so beloved and everything, and I'm sorry to burst bubbles, but it wasn't a pleasant experience for me. <laughs> well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, still an interesting thing that, yeah, the first episode of The Simpsons was written by a woman, yeah. Well, just, I would have assumed this early season would have had more Matt Groening in it, but uh, evidently not. Well, that's how they knew each other, because yeah. Mimi Pond was a cartoonist herself and a writer, yeah. and so, yeah, she knew Matt from, you know, the cartoony circuit because mm-hmm. he was doing life in hell and and also the tracy ullman shorts of the simpsons that came before this which yeah is something that i keep forgetting about with yep. this being the simpsons pilot is that they effectively had three seasons of being a sketch show before this yeah true oh and on that tracy ullman makes a guest appearance as one of the kids singing in this episode all right well wow. she's also singing in mo's bar uh santa's little helper that's her voice in the background oh right <laughs> there we go uh, yeah, we're here. BT, do you have any other notes? Uh, yeah, I do. Let's see. I do like Principal Skinner just getting everything wrong at the beginning of the announcements. Like, yeah. And now a melody, I mean, medley of holiday flavorites. <laughs> it doesn't correct the flavorites. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, when Lisa's like asking nothing for nothing but a pony, and Marge's like, Lisa, you've asked for a pony for the past three years, and we've always said it can't fit in Santa's sleigh. Could you maybe take a hint? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that little bit of, you know, not, not, a little sneaky Marge there, just dropping that in. Yeah. Uh, when the, Bart's getting the tattoo laser removed, it's like, now don't struggle, you don't want to get this in your eye or groin. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's a little, little bluer than I expected for this episode, but it works damn well. So I, I'm surprised that got through the sensor, the groin. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, a groin, yeah. Yeah. on tv <laughs> no especially because yeah the censors were on top of the simpsons you know they really gave him a hard time like uh, last week we reviewed the episode uh with lisa's first word mm-hmm. and marge is like oh maybe bart will be jealous of new baby lisa and homer's like yeah you can kiss my hairy yellow butt that <laughs> like only just scraped in apparently yeah telling two-year-olds to kiss your hairy yellow butt <laughs> what is this world coming to and my last note is simply the classic, ow, quit it. <laughs> ow, quit it. Yeah, total Simpsons broke my brain hours for that one. Yep. And how about you, Brian? Do you have any more notes about this episode? The pageant that was uh, Matt Grading, that was his idea. Because when he was mm-hmm. in school, he'd live through... Because uh, his uh, grandparents were from Russia, so he was going to tell them about 
Russian and apparently they told him that's a communist country they don't celebrate Christmas sit down (laughs) oh (laughs) brutal (laughs) wow (laughs) life in hell huh (laughs) alright well I just need a couple of seconds to just do the last of my notes BT the question alright so we do have a final question for our guests if you could have a sandwich named after you what would be on that sandwich or if that's too difficult just what's the best sandwich it's a cheese sandwich. That's the best sandwich. That's full stop. Just pure, pure, just cheese. cheese. Is it toasted? What? Are... You can have cheese and pickle if you're stretching it, but you know, just don't, don't, don't yeah, cheese. But, but what's on the Brian? That's what I want to know. <laughs> if I walk into a deli and say, "Give me the Brian," what are they serving me? They give you a cheese sandwich. Sorry. All right. <laughs> All right. It's time for my final notes. So. We get an early Ralph, maybe? Yeah, who looks like him, but doesn't sound or act like him in the slightest. But early Ralph was very different when Heck was, you know, love that chewing gum walk. Very <laughs> wriggly. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't establish Ralph as being a bit of a dullard until, like, season four or something. Yeah. But what man could tame her? Yeah, he, he was very eloquent and witty. Mm. <laughs> And Marge doing the letter to all the nearest and dearest, this was another moment of, like, them reinforcing the character traits and reminding us of all who they are. And it's just really interesting that this... I still think this felt like it was intended as the pilot, the way that she's like, Lisa's a good student, Bart's a bad student, but we love him. Mm -hmm. Grandpa's alive and feisty. (laughs) And I love Bart's line, there's only one fat guy that brings his presence and his name ain't Santa. Yep. Oh, yeah, and talking about the cartoon medium, Bart's fantasy of how Marge will respond to his tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Oh, I love it so much, and it makes you look so tough. <laughs> Homer goes shopping at Circus of Values, and there's one little inconsistency here where he doesn't get anything for Lisa. I did notice that. I guess assumed he'd already picked it up somewhere, but um, yeah. I didn't notice it was called Circus of Values. That's interesting, because uh, that's the name of the vending machines in Bioshock. Oh, really? So I wonder if they pulled the name there. Interesting. Yes. And Homer's beard is, like, worse than all of the other Santas. I don't know how this fooled Bart for as long as it did. <laughs> Bart's an idiot? <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, he knows his own father. Mm. Like, the beard was just only coming under his face, and his muzzle was... Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, Call it, like, Clark Kent glasses syndrome, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my final note is, I like how in the end, during the Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer song, the, yeah, Lisa's also getting in on the uh, parody lyrics as yeah. well, and... Yeah, she's still showing that, yeah, she is a kid. She has book smarts and, mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, but... Still a child and likes to mess things up. All right, let's rank this thing. Brian, expert on pilots, you're up first. I, I think it's a silver. I think it's, it's it's quite high. It's good. It's got all the elements. It's working. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised because I th- went in here thinking that it'd be a silver, but I'm actually going to give it a gold and... I think, like, in a way, this episode is essential, so why wouldn't I give it cubic? But it isn't quite what The Simpsons would become. But I think as a starting point, it achieves a lot and it kicks a lot of goals successfully that, like, I think just on a technical level, it's just going to get a gold from me, even though it's a bit rough around the edges Mm -hmm. and sort of could use a few more jokes and punching up and stuff. It's certainly, yeah, not as funny as a lot of golds that I've given. But, yeah, I think... It did an incredible job for a big weight that it had on its shoulders. BT. 
was a little split because I feel like if this episode came out now, I might only bronze it. But then should I consider, you know, when it was made and the fact that this was so early for the run? Uh, I'm going to go with a silver, actually, just because it is a very, you know, cohesive episode and it, you know, explains all the characters. And you're right, it is very surprising this isn't the pilot considering how much they reinforce what's going on. But, uh, you know, it's got its great heart moments. It could use some more jokes, but what's there is pretty punchy. And I feel like some of them don't land just because they're old now and that's not the show's fault. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give that a silver. All right. Well, cool. Averaging out, this will be a shiny silver. And this will be the second classic era episode to get a shiny silver ranking, the other being Bart Carney, mm-hmm. where Bart and Homer become Carnies. <laughs> yeah, the shiny silver is actually, like, some of our, like, more contentious episodes yeah. where, like, fans have gone, really? It got that high? So, yeah, in that we've had Hunker Hunker Burns in Love, where, yeah, Mr. Burns gets a young, hot girlfriend. It's about Mr. Burns. Of course, it's a great episode. Yep. Monty Can't Buy Me Love, where Mr. Burns steals a Loch Ness monster. <laughs> I've seen um, a Phoebe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Grift of the Magi as well, which is another Christmas episode with mm-hmm. the Funzo robots as well. Uh, yeah. And Gary Coleman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Three bronze is hardly a galaxy. <laughs> Let's stay here and see how this ends out. His phone's not even plugged in. <laughs> uh, Springfield Up, where they're doing like a parody of those Seven Up documentaries um, in Springfield. Wow, that did a lot better than I remember. Well, yeah, Shag gave it a gold. I, that one baffled me. I thought, yeah, at very best a silver. But anyway, and also Weekend at Burnsies, where Homer gets super into weed. That's a fun one, though. Yeah, a- absolute stupid story, but with mm. a lot of great jokes in it. All right. Well, yeah, that about does it for the Simpsons Index. But, you know, before we get out of here, we like to recommend things that we're into lately. Books, TV, music, film, movies. What else are things? Cleaning products. (laughs) Um, Various types of insulation. (laughs) So uh, we'll start with you, BT. What have you been into lately? Well, Bradford insulation bats are clearly the best. (laughs) No, um, I haven't been in too much lately as I had this problem last time. But uh, I finally got around to watching Oculus, which is a horror movie that it's on Netflix now, and it's kind of divisive. I've heard a lot of people talk bad about it. I've heard a lot of people say it's quite good. I'm on the good side. I quite liked it. But I also like, you know, reality-bending movies. So it's a light recommendation, but uh, why not? Go check that out, I suppose. How about you, Brian? Is there something you've been into lately? I've been watching a lot of Charlie's Angels, original. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. How's their pilot? Fair pilot was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, James. Um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember it now. <laughs> it had people in it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Charlie's. I think that's the oldest show that we've had recommended on this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wonderful. And yeah, what I've been into lately, I've got to say, like, full disclosure, we only recorded an episode yesterday, so my current recommendation... No, the magic! <laughs> Don't ruin the magic! But yeah, just sort of digging into my back catalogue a bit, this year I've been really getting into the band Idols, they're an English punk band... And their latest album, Joy is an Act of Resistance, I don't think that could be a better tagline for what they're all about. They're like really positive lyrical content with, yeah, super aggressive punk rock music. And and if you want to get a sense of what the band is about, someone just uploaded their set from the Glastonbury Festival and it's an hour of unbridled joy. Like... <laughs> You can tell that they're having an absolute blast. This is the biggest crowd they've ever played in front of. And you can tell they're overwhelmed by the experience. But at the same time, they're not holding back. Their guitarist is maniac who's just jumping into the crowd. He's playing in his underwear and he's like 
doing that thing where he's like walking on the crowd and getting them to like hold up his feet like that scene in Big Hero 6 where the <laughs> kid is walking along the thing. Anyway, and the weirdest part to me is yeah, that psychotic guitarist with a big mustache is also a professional dentist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah have you heard of idols at all brian no not at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah i mean yeah they're from your area so yeah h- highly recommend you yeah go catch them on a show but probably worth staying at the back because it can get a little hectic <laughs> and yeah i saw them the, yeah earlier this year at the Lansdowne, and yeah that was just such a wonderful show all right cool well yep about time we get out of here but let's do some plugs brian talk about launching the pilot yeah we've got uh over 170 episodes at the moment uh wow a weekly show talking about pilots you can find us on Podbeam and everywhere you find good podcasts ours is there as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, on, on twitter uh, launching the pilot or launching to pilot because i couldn't fill it all in the app bit uh so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why we're simpsons index and not the simpsons index mm-hmm. one letter <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. And BT, our other podcast. Yes, our other podcast is a Game of Thrones podcast. And you might think, wait, isn't Game of Thrones over? Well, for everyone else it is, but for us it isn't. We are uh, running Thrones of Game, where we watch the entire series backwards. I've watched the entire show beginning to end, but Elliot has never watched an episode until we started watching it backwards. So you get a unique perspective. It's a fast podcast. It's a good podcast. Have some fun. Check it out. All right, cool. Well, yeah, that does it. Hey, thank you again, Brian, for doing this. It's, yeah, really wonderful episode. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it's, it's been an experience, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we aim to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I, I can't believe we've done it. We've done the pilot episode finally after, mm-hmm. yeah, 130 some recordings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah, this clocked over. So we've now done over 400 episodes of The Simpsons on the Simpsons Ooh. Index. And there's only 666. <laughs> Only a few to go now, then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they're reviewed, uh, renewed until season, what, 87 now? So, yeah, yeah here we go. <laughs> All right, so that's been Brian. Bye. And that's been BT. Ahoy. And I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Ooh, part of my galoshes. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash The Simpsons Index or at Simpsons Index on Twitter or Instagram. Now, there's no bonus scenes for this episode, so we'll catch you next week.